Oh, hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play on this episode of the Jock and Nerd podcast. We're getting science geeky. Good news, everyone. Joining us is the official science guy of the Jock and Nerd podcast, Dr. Adam Morris, PhD. Wowie zowie. To explore the science behind one of the most iconic superheroes who just can't seem to get any respect amongst his superhero peers. Of course, I'm talking about Arthur Curry, better known as Aquaman. Geek boner. Adam goes over the history of Aquaman, the history of the real Atlantis, the evolution of aquatic mammals, and tries to apply real science to Aquaman's powers. How would he actually breathe? How would he actually communicate? And what would a creature like this actually look like? I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Boy, I hope you're more pumped than those guys, because you may actually learn something in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, April 5th, 2018. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Be funny. Disturb it. All right, hey, 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 what's happening? Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, the show that gives you your weekly geek fix. No boing. Of, I'm, I, you didn't let me finish the tagline. <laughs> this is how the rollout goes, Anthony. I say this is the we- show that gives you your weekly geek fix of comic book and superhero TV, movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Cue sound. Jock and Nerd. Yeah. My name is Imran. And my name's Anthony. He's the jock that fucks up my intro. He's the nerd that cares too much about things that don't matter. That's true. Those are both <laughs> true points, listener. And every podcast, of course, what's a podcast without a puppet? We have our very own piece of sentient felt and cardboard with a man's hand up his slack hole. It's Rug Boy. Good earth to your rugs. Oh, jeez. It's <laughs> weird. I'm underwater. <laughs> oh, I see. There's a theme here. We're going to get wet. Talking <laughs> <laughs> nerd. People understand this if they read the, the title of the show. If rugs come up for air. You're going to get all wet, and when the your felt will weigh you down, you're going to drown. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I sound like Merman from He Man. Like Skeletor's oh, gonna scold me. Speaking of Skeletor, speaking and, of Merman and Merman, also joining us for the show, very special guest, making a second appearance on the show. Please welcome. He is the visiting postdoctoral fellow at the National Wildlife Research Center in Ottawa, Canada, and the official science guy of the Jock and Nerd podcast. It is Doctor Adam Morris, PhD. What's up, buddy? What's going on, fellas? Great to hear from you again, and happy birthday, Amron. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Whoa, oh, happy birthday, Amron. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you spoil that. You spo- oh, did I? <laughs> you spo- oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler, hit the spoiler alert Look, thing. I, I don't have it loaded. I have these oh, other clips you're an in asshole. here. Play uh, another sound. Okay. Sorry, I'm but, uh, <laughs> play some. <something laughs> there we go. Yeah. Well, we're recording this on, what, Thursday, April 5th, and Correct. it is this old rat bastard's birthday. It is. I've, uh, I don't want to admit it, but yes, I've turned another year older. Uh, and I assalamu alaikum. Walaikum assalam, brother. Thank you very much. Oscar, Oscar <laughs> Bacon, and uh, everything else from Lion King. I am the age of a movie starring uh, Chadwick Boseman playing uh, a baseball 
player named Jackie Robinson. Oh, nice. 41? That's not correct, Ruggs. 45. That's also not correct. 42. <laughs> yes. But in the body of a 73-year-old, I feel I don't feel a day over 69. You're, oh. not in the bo- you're in the body of like a fucking penguin, dude. <laughs> I am. My beard is doing weird things with striped white, black and white hair. Well, I'm not even talking about the beard. I'm Can we get like the a beard update, shape. Imran? Is there like a new anything new with the beard? Uh, I, still got the, the I still got the reverse Hitler or crooked Hitler, depending on what negative oh. positive part you look at my face. It's still a QR code. It's a giant mess. I have people thinking I'm the mascot of several popular sports teams, but I, it's just me and my furry head. Uh, no, you, you, you're a fucking scam artist. You dye your hair like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't do it. People think I dye it. Anyways, this show's not about me. It's about Adam Morris. The last time we heard from you, Adam, was the awesome episode 155. Uh, if you're a new listener to the show, highly recommend you check it out. The Science of Superheroes, and it was over a year ago. Holy fuck. Right? It was February 2017. Oh, shit. Yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah. And in that show, we kind of came up for the idea for our show. And since you're here, I have to play the sound clip I always play when you're here, which is only twice, but it's this one. Yellow. Homer, there's a man here who thinks he can help you. Batman? No, he's a scientist. Batman's a scientist. It's not Batman. (laughs) Adam, it's also your birthday uh, very soon, isn't it? Yeah, the 14th. Ah, nice. lot of Aries and oh. uh, happy belated to Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. turned. I don't know what he turned. 50 something. His, uh, his birthday was yesterday, I think. Regardless, that guy looks like a million bucks. I hope I look that good when I'm 50 something. Right? No shit. <laughs> uh, I hope I have his genes. Uh, if you're a, a first time listener. you don't look like Imran when you turn how no, old please he is. Don't. You know, you know, you know, that's <laughs> the last thing Christ. I want. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Uh, check out the show notes <laughs> for this episode, jockandair.com slash 215, where we have links to everything we talk about and links on how to subscribe to the show so you can get it every week. You don't miss a week. Shows come out on Sunday. We have not missed a week in over three years as we enter year four of the podcast. This show, listener, you've seen the title, The Science of Aquaman. This is what we're going to do. We are going to, since everyone's talking about Marvel, the MCU, and Black Panther, and Avengers Infinity War is about to take over the planet. We we're going to talk are, about something else. We're going to talk about something completely else. We're going <laughs> to buck the mainstream and control the narrative and a whole bunch of other bullshit buzzwords uh, the media likes to throw around. And we're just going to talk about Aqu- Aqu- Aquaman. Would he exist? Did Atlantis exist? The science of it. It's going to be science geeky. If you are a science geek, you're going to love this episode. But we have a few announcements before you even get to the Aquaman, such as we are giving our listeners a free month of Stitcher Premium. Just yes, visit. We are. Yes, we are. It's uh, it's an awesome premium uh, podcast platform where you can check out Marvel's first podcast, Wolverine, The Long Night, five episodes in. Just go to Stitcher.com slash premium. Use the promo code nerd. I want people to know, though, that the shit ain't free. We're, we're giving it to you for free for get, at least a month. You get one free month to check and out the show. Don't fret. You can fucking sign up and it'll ask for your credit card and shit, but you're still getting that free month. Don't they, fret. Yeah, they don't charge also, you. Also, yes. when you go to stitcher.com slash premium, it's going to give you a different promo code to don't use. Don't use that one. Don't fucking <laughs> use that one. It Enter in nerd. Marvel. Yeah, that one. Don't use that one. Use nerd because yes. you like us. You don't like them. It's us against them. It is. It's always us against them. Pick a side, listener. Well, this is good for us. If you guys use the promo code, we might get more promos. If you yes, then we, you're yeah. gonna fuck us. Yeah, yeah. no, we'll that, get you cool stuff like me undies or absolutely. Squarespace. 
or <laughs> ZipRecruiter. And but look, Stitcher will think we're like big shit, and they they might want to promote us and push us, uh, uh, you know, up on their thing because we send them all these people using the promo code nerd. Maybe you'll get a month of free razor blades. Who knows? Dude, yeah, Harry's <laughs> shave Harry's, your fucking yeah. pubes. Do you hate Whoa. your bed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, people shit. still do that. I thought that was out. What do they do? Like Brazilian wax, or do you just, I don't you just know. let it go? Yeah, I think you get full bush, like seventies bushes back. Bushes are back in. I did not know that. That's good. Uh, is that is good, that right? Good note. Good wow. to know, dude. But listen, this Wolverine, the long night. Let's ask podcast. a scientist. Are bushes back? I really hope not. They're, okay, just, uh, they're not as sanitary, you know. All right. <laughs> He's got a scientific reasoning for it. Yeah, I hear you. You know what? That's right. Use those fucking razors that we're gonna get you and shave your bush. <laughs> Are we? Is that razor company sponsoring us? This is something. <laughs> oh, I don't. But yeah. the point is, if you yeah. if you use Stitcher.com yeah. premium, type in nerd, you end eventually you get bush. more cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, just from imagine us. the kind of commercials we'll do like yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> we can do them like Bill Burr style. He's like Sherry's fucking berries. Get yourself some berries. Go to Bic.com <laughs> and type in nerd somewhere, and you'll get a free oh my month God. of razor blades. <laughs> oh, the uh, listen, just <laughs> endorsements are gonna roll in. Can I just? Can I just just rain this, rain this back in and say that the Wolverine, the Long Night Podcast is really good, amazing audio production. You're getting more and more of Logan in the show, and the guy kind of sounds like Hugh Jackman a little bit. He does a good job. Uh, it's a fantastic show. Stitcher.com slash premium promo code nerd. Moving on, we got another new clip for the soundboard. Another clip requested by John Seaford, who last week gave us this beauty. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Still a classic. This Great. week, Rugs, I think you'll be honored. He isolated your audio, and we have this now. That's a big fuck up right there. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's pretty good. I just John. like how you lean on that last word. John Seaford is a great audio producer. He's right like, there. Big fuck up right there. That's a big fuck up right there. That's a big fuck up right there. <laughs> so good. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> Those are both good. He's doing a good job. Keep it up, John Seaford. If anybody else wants to send me the time code of a sound they think we should add, uh, show at jockinner.com is uh, oh, our email. By the way, he mentioned, uh, do we have this in the show? I don't think you have this in I the do, notes. yeah. He left a very nice comment. No, no. No. He tried to predict when I got drunk in the last episode. Oh, crap. I forgot to pull that out. Somebody, <laughs> somebody did actually send in some time code. It was and somebody else. I was probably not. I was drunk probably by then, but I, I think it was further up in the show where I know I was definitely. You know what? Drunk. We'll we'll uh, we'll go over the the tape next episode and, yeah, and determine if uh, that is real. Yeah. We'll tease it right now. Yeah, we'll tease it out. Last announcement before we get to the Aquaman. Uh, I, we got a new T Public shop for merch for T shirts. Uh, not only that, you can get uh, cell phone cases and tote bags and uh, mugs and pillows and what stickers. What you meant to say is we have a new web what website. I just opened up another shop. So whatever, shop, you, if you yeah. go to jockinner.com slash shop. Because you it, just said T-Public. No one T, knows what the it, It's hosted by T-Public. There but you go. There's the reason why T-Public's really great, man. They run sales. There's going to be a sale mid-April. T-shirts will be $14. You can get a Rugboy Jockinner t-shirt, $14. And I'm also, I'm working with them to figure out how to do giveaways in the future legally. And they're going to help us run some contests to give away stuff to our listeners. So, so if you were thinking about buying that shirt now. Yeah. Imran just said, don't do it. No, wait. wait. It's fine. Wait until nope. you will know. Follow us on social media. I will. We'll, just uh, buy one anyway. Buy one anyway and buy don't, another one that, when that's it's on sale. terrible. <laughs> buy it when you want to buy it. Well, Anthony, I'm not the fucking salesman. I could use a little help. That's your mutant ability, you goddamn bastard. 
I am the anti-salesman. Here's what you shouldn't do. Don't buy anything now. Okay, look, you (laughs) motherfuckers, let's get to Aquaman. The Jock Jock and Nerd Podcast. Of course, if you want to get in touch with the show, visit jockandnerd.com slash contact. For all the ways you can get in touch, email, you can send us your voice, our Twitter our Facebook page and the Jock and Nerd Nation, which Adam Morris is a member of. Adam, is a, you're a, you're a great listener, Patreon supporter, group member, and a contributor to the show. I love Adam Morris. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. I love you too. He's a great man. Uh, he's a great man. So here's what we're gonna do. Let's take a quick look at the Jock and Nerd uh, leaderboard for the past 28 days. I really need a sound clip for this because uh, we need some bombast and splash. Uh, we're gonna do the top 10. This data is provided by Facebook. So what that means is it's been scrubbed by Cambridge Analytica and then ultimately (laughs) modified by the Russian government and then fed back into Facebook. So take it with a grain of salt, like everything on Facebook these days. Uh, Number 10, Ray O'Neill, top contributors to the Jockender Nation. Number nine, Glenn Smith. Number eight, David Sika. Not Glenn Close. Not even close. David Sika, number eight. Number seven, Justin Zwerner. Number six, Seth Morgan. Number five, Adam Morris. Adam, you are solid in fifth position. Excellent. Yes. Number four, Blake Braden. Number three, Michael Tchaikovsky. Number two, Jason Mummert. Number one, of course, Jess Rivera. Congratulations. Holding his spot for the second week in a row. <laughs> the man just posts Jess, all you get a free world. month of Stitcher Premium if you type in nerd. <laughs> Go to stitcher.com slash premium. You'll get a free month just for you, Jess. Type in the promo code nerd. And razors to shave your balls. <laughs> well, he got rug boy fanfare, which is pretty much the best thing you can get. Yes. Yeah. And also, I want to shout out another member of the nation listener, Clay Groves. I think he will enjoy the show because he hosts a podcast called The Fish Nerds. So he's like a nerd for fish. And uh, this will be right up his alley. Uh, maybe his audience will like it, too. Now, let's start with Aquaman. I got another sound clip. Of course, every time I hear Aquaman, I hear this in my head. But Aquaman, you cannot marry a woman without gills. You're from two different worlds. Oh, I've wasted my life. (laughs) Of course, classic. (laughs) Comic book guy Simpsons clip. Uh, Adam Morris, you, why have we picked Aquaman to focus in on uh, outside of there's a movie coming out right at the end of the year. Why? Well, we- <laughs> <laughs> Way to put him on the spot. <laughs> um, well, I mean, my background is marine biology, so ah, see, I've always been uh, I've always been associated with Aquaman. Aquaman and George Costanza are the two things that you cannot escape if you have a marine biology background, right? Yeah, George um, Costanza ruined marine biology for everyone. He did. I I, I <laughs> actually. Helped. I, yeah, he helped. I, I used to be able to recite that speech word for word when I was in university. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Aquaman was always an interesting, interesting kind of sidebar to the, to the rest of the superheroes in terms of the ocean and marine biology. There was always some kind of spin environmentally and things like that, right? Right on. I think we should start with uh, just breaking down like our personal histories with Aquaman. And uh, Adam, I will let you go first. You've you've given us a great set of notes that we're going to follow. There's going to be a lot of awesome research you've put together. But what is your history with the character of Aquaman? It's been around for decades. So yeah, my first exposure to superheroes was Batman, Superman, in when uh, when I was like three, four years old, the art and everything. But uh, around that same time, they still they were playing all the Super Friends cartoons yeah. on Saturday mornings. Um, and at some point, they started making new 
cartoons in the Super Friends method. Uh, very much looked like filmation cartoons and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, with the, the same background and the characters running past the same background over and over again. But it had the entire Justice League in there and it had such a huge amount of characters that it was amazing to me as a little kid. And that's where Aquaman's introduction came to me was in that kind of ensemble in the Super Friends cartoons. Super Friends was great, and I feel like a lot of people our age, uh, Rugs. I don't know if you agree. Like, I think, I think that's the first place I remember seeing Aquaman too. Was in the yep. Super Friends, right? Definitely. I mean, uh, that was a packed show. It had a lot of different cast members, and uh, you got to taste a little bit of everybody. You, you know, you got your Wonder Woman there. You got the uh, Wonder Twins and Batman and Robin. So you had like a a good sampling of the DC universe. What was that fucking dog's name? Anybody remember? Oh fuck, no, I don't know. <laughs> I tried dog. to find it and I couldn't actually, but uh, it's like isn't that marvelous Marv and then the sister? I don't remember his name. They were the Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins activate. Anthony. No, they weren't the Wonder Twins. Those those guys with the guy with the M is marvelous Marv. That was like later because they and like, he had they... like some dumb dog that was had a cape on it. I don't remember the name of it. But guy. if you if you do go back and look at those cartoons, the later ones in like the you know eighty four, eighty five, somewhere in that range, they actually. They talk a lot about apocalypse and dark side. Like they oh, actually, wow. They, wow. They, they, they touch on a lot of the the bigger kind of themes in the DC universe and tie it all in. But I remember more of the cheesier ones in the initial Super Friends run. Personally. So are you like a DC guy, Adam? I've always been more of a Marvel guy, to be perfectly honest. Oh, okay. Uh, but so no Namor for you then. I I love I I do love Namor, but he was never a focus. I I, I liked him in the in the defend or sorry the Invaders books and stuff with Captain America and whatnot in World War Two. And those kind of old school stories, but and I, I did like him in the uh, in the Cabal and things like that, where he was just the the dickhead. You know what I mean? Like Namor yeah. was Namor well, was, Namor was the, that's the best because he's always a dick. And they're two similar Golden Age characters, very similar. Came out at the same time. Anthony, when's the first time you remember seeing an Aquaman anywhere? Shit, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I always knew. I was always like aware he existed, and like I was like, oh. Dude likes water. It's that fish guy. The fish. Yeah, yeah it's that like fish that, guy. That's all I knew. Like I, I didn't ever read any Aquaman stuff. The only time I started reading Aquaman stuff was maybe like four, three, four years ago when I was buying comic books weekly, and Jeff Johns was trying to make Aquaman cool. Yeah. Um, but really, I mean, other than very recently in the past five, ten years, not even ten years, past five years, my Aquaman history is pretty limited. I mean, I think it's amazing because you've always I've always been aware of him. That's, yeah, I think I mean, everyone yeah. knows yeah. who Aquaman is. Yeah, and there's a general consensus that he's kind of cheesy. Yeah, but other than that, no one really. I, I got nothing. The traditional butt of everyone's jokes. These I remember yeah. these uh, Kenner superpower toys, Adam, that you mentioned in your notes. Uh, I totally remember this line, and I think I may have had a couple of them. I had like yeah. all of them, I believe. I yeah, even, I had them all. I even had the mail away Clark Kent figure that you had. Oh, to no like, way. Oh, I like, didn't have suit? that. He, really? Yeah, yeah, he was wearing a little suit and you have a uh, hat? Uh, no hat. No, no hat. But uh, but it was hilarious because I had to collect like ten proofs of purchase and mail them in, and then they sent me this figure in the mail. And I, uh, out of curiosity, I was I thought maybe it would be worth a bunch of money, and I looked it up, and it's worth like eight bucks, of course. But. Oh, I I never <laughs> did that. I uh, all those send away things. I would always like I'm going to do this, and I never did it. Uh, but this Aquaman character comes with power action deep sea kick, so that's something. <laughs> yeah, his one leg moved a little bit. That was the the deep sea power kick, I remember. Uh, for me also, I love the Aquaman in the Brave and the Bold cartoon uh, that was on a few years ago. I don't know if anybody's seen that. What a great rendition of Aquaman. He's kind of like a very cocky dude. He's cocky and cheesy, but very uh, positive and hopeful. And uh, oh, I, lo- I love that version of Aquaman. But traditionally, 
a character that's the butt of jokes. Uh, let's get into a brief history of Aquaman. First appearance in more fun comics, 73, in November of 1941. From DC Comics, created by Mort Weisinger, Paul Norris. So, Aquaman's been around for almost 80 years. Whoa. And he's just been a joke until recently. Uh, but, Adam, why don't you break down uh, the Golden and Silver Age version of Aquaman or on all the different origins that he has like all these crazy origins. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit ridiculous when you actually look at it. Even the DC website contradicts itself several times throughout the, well, all of the DC of comics it. contradict themselves. And some You're of the his origins. Yeah. The origins yeah. and the, and even just the stories and the yeah explanations for various things. Sometimes the, the web pages just go to dead places. So um, it's hard to, hard to kind of suss it out, but there's three kind of main origins that I found. And well, one, let me, what, the, let's start by saying they always did this because the first origin that they've come up with most of these characters just doesn't age well. <laughs> yeah, they're very dated. And, then, and, then, and they're very, uh, DC was very big on uh, rebooting their entire line very from a really early uh, stage in their comic book history. So, sorry, Adam no, Morrison. No, no. Adam Morris. Keep no, no. going. Not Absol- Morrison. I'm sorry. No, no, definitely not Morrison. But, uh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it kind of goes back to what we talked about in the last one when I said originally the Flash was created by like heavy water and all this right, stuff. Right, right. So, and then they re, they retconned that all out. Green so. Lantern found a magic lantern and was, that yeah. was, uh, imp- or impervious to all things except wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so again, along that line, the, his first origin was super simple. He was a science experiment. His father, his father was a undersea explorer looking for Atlantis. He found Atlantis, built himself a house there, as you do, obviously. Oh, you just um, moved in. Okay. And then, again, as a scientist, as you do, he used his son as a guinea pig and experimented on him and, through his research in Atlantis, created this aquatic kind of human. So oh, wow. He was, so he was like a one-of-a-kind product. Not a lot of the, the necessarily the same powers that he has now, but he could breathe underwater. He could you know, swim fast. He, could, he was durable and strong and whatever else. Um, but that eventually became the Earth 2 story. Okay, and they um, did that with a lot of these original Golden Age characters. They just shoved them to Earth 2. So when he kind of came back into the mix later on, and he was interacting with the more you know uh, familiar Aquaman that we know, it was, it was a lot different. Um, there were no other Atlanteans and things like that. So the next origin that I... was the Silver Age kind of thing, and that was where there was a queen, Atlanta is her name, and uh, she rescued a lighthouse keeper during a storm. Uh, his name was Thomas Curry. And then they had a son for whatever reason. There was a number of different reasons. She can't keep Aquaman in Atlantis. So Thomas Curry raises him on land. And then eventually he finds out that he's an Atlantean and the heir to the throne. And we proceed from there. So a lot different than the, you know, I made you in a, in an underwater house or <laughs> obviously <Yeah. laughs> A little, a little I f- better. I fucked with your genes to make yeah. you a monster. Age is a little better. Fun. Yeah, I love this origin. That's just like it's just very romantic and thinking about you know the the the, the relationship and when you have like multiple origins, you always one always sounds like the right one. This right. one sounds like the yeah. right one yeah. to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it just sounds like very organic. More Supermany. Yeah, like he's like a per, a fish out of water, literally. Yeah, ah. yeah. And uh, he has to go back and you know reclaim himself you know it's great what's behind door number three yeah what's the third one <laughs> so the third one was somewhat similar but there was atlanta um and then she was essentially taken advantage of i believe by an atlantean wizard so at- atlan um so if you go back into the stories there was like 
Orin and Atlan were the, these two wizards that had a lot to do with the formation of Atlantis. Um, and so in this origin, Atlan is the father of both Arthur Curry and and uh, Orm, so his brother. Um, right. But it was more, it's much more you know, mythical, and that kind of fit with the time. That was the post-crisis New Earth. Oh, okay, in between. <clears throat> so there was a... You know, that, that kind of funny period where they're reshuffling everything. And there's different combinations of these two where, you know, there's a wizard. There's sometimes his father was a Atlantean, I believe. Like, there, again, there's a lot of mix up and throughout it, but those are the three main ones that I could find. The one that I always, or the one that I most uh, associate with Aquaman is the, the one where his dad is yeah, on Earth and his mom, or yeah. is it, is it, and his mom is Atlantean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's caught between not knowing if he's a human or Atlantean or where he fits. The question I have about this is: Is Aquaman just a another Atlantean, or is he a, a metahuman? So, from Ooh. what I understand in the comics, he's a he's both a metahuman and a meta-Atlantean. So he's like, oh, he's, he's enhanced in both sides of his of his physiology. So, ba- so basically, a, a normal Atlantean could not keep up with him, and he's not as powerful as him. Shouldn't be able to, from what I understand. That's okay. Yeah. With, with the new fifty-two, he's he's both a meta-human and a meta-Atlantean. And a meta-Atlantean. Uh, now, back in the nineties, I love this. As things were in the nineties, everybody got an extreme makeover. Oh, and he got in one hand. <laughs> and they gave him a one-hand hook, long hair, and a beard. Uh, I love this. It was very trucker-looking. Very nineties. Uh, you're right on these notes, like Nick Cage and Con Air, and it kind of looks like Momoa. Uh, I was not reading. Uh, I don't think I. W- I don't know. I didn't read a lot of Aquaman before the New Fifty Two, but I don't even remember this Aquaman. I remember seeing him surface in the comics, but I, I never followed it. I just remember seeing it and being like, "What the? What are they doing here?" Yeah. And it, shortly after that is when he also got a water hand. I don't know if any of you guys remember a that water hand. I remember that. Yeah. It was some kind of mystical thing, and the Lady of the Lake from like the King Arthur legend is the one that gave him the this water hand that he could control and turn into things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't have much more information about that, but I just it, remember again, he had this. It he makes had, wiping <laughs> really easy. <laughs> you got a bidet on your hand. Yeah, it's you great. Just, shoot it right no up. Big deal. That, that, yeah, that, that's, like the, that's the best use of the water hand I think I've seen, actually. It's amazing. Absolutely. Try to wipe your ass with this hook hand. It's not, things are not going to work out well. <laughs> it's a total upgrade for Aquaman. <laughs> of course, Superman had a mullet, too, at the same time. So they were doing all this stupid bullshit in the 90s. Uh, and then they're like, okay, let's not do this. Now... Then, like we said earlier, I I recommend the new Fifty Two run when Jeff Johns kind of did his thing after bringing uh, Hal Jordan back as Green Lantern and doing the Flash rebirth and and making that great again. The new Fifty Two, <laughs> he took on Aquaman and tried to make him serious. And uh, it's interesting that they pick Momoa the way he looked based on like this is the last Aquaman we got. They didn't even try to like they just you like know, he doesn't look like. New Any 52 Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, no. Like, it's he just looks weird. like the 90s Aquaman with yeah. the long hair, actually. Yeah, but it's not even a blonde guy. Like, they well, didn't it's not even a blonde. I mean, but they that. like, yeah. dyed his hair sort yeah. of dirty yeah. blonde. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I, know. Do, I do have a weird inkling, though, that at the end of this coming Aquaman movie, he's going to be wearing an orange and green armor, not like the one we've oh. seen. And I think they're going to chop his hair. And it, maybe it'll be because he's, right now he's got the dreads or the, the long flowing mm-hmm. hair, right? Oh, it's, snap. Like, it's like part blonde, part, part dark. I think. You know, I don't know. This is just complete speculation, but I think by the end of this movie, they're going to clean him up a little bit, even if that's the CGI, the hair on him. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> if the movie's any good. Yeah. And hopefully it works out better than Superman's right. mustache. Yeah, that, that that hasn't worked out well for them yet. Uh, so, look, speaking of the movie, 
uh, let's break down some of these characters that are in the movie uh, real quick just to set up this this version of Aquaman and, uh, and the notable characters. Starting with his father, Tom Curry, played by Tamara Morrison. Yeah, so he's he was a he was Jango Fett from the the uh, the Star oh. Wars movie. Oh, okay. Um, so he's a pretty badass big dude, but he's playing the lighthouse keeper. So basically, he's the one that gets rescued by Atlanta, right? And it, it's in Amnesty Bay, which is in Maine. Yeah. Um, so that'll be the main setting, and they were spotted filming there, so that makes perfect sense. You know who else he played? No. Abin Sur in Green Lantern. Oh, he was Abin Sur. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. Uh, he purple Abin Sur. Oh, nice. Good pull. Wow, he gets to play a lantern and Aquaman's father. Uh, Atlanta, the queen, played by Nicole Kidman. This should be interesting. And uh, and they have uh, Orm in this one. So wait, the Orm brother relationship was in the Silver Age and New 52? Yeah. He was always around. I think, again, at certain points, they had different different relations, either through their father or the mother. Yeah. But I think in the current one, they have the same mother, different fathers, and Orm's father was an Atlantean, and he was actually like the head of the of the military, which explains why Orm is such a militaristic kind of character. I think, right? And that's, that's yeah. kind of that's Ocean kind of, Master. Yeah. yeah, Ocean Master. He's a he's a great character. I love Orm. I, I don't know much about Aquaman, but he's a pretty cool, pretty cool character. And the reason that he's such a bitter character in the in the comics as well is that he was accused of killing his mother at some point. So he was like exiled from from Atlantis, and obviously he got bitter and whatever came back. But it, and it turned out that she wasn't actually dead. So it's a pretty shitty story for him, really, in the comics, because he's a product of all these lies and manipulations. Yeah, and, beca- yeah. and he becomes this evil character. But he's kind of sympathetic because he's really, you know, a product of what other people did to him. Wow, I hope they paint these guys as 3D as they are in the comic books. Because really, if you think about it, this is like Asgard. It's like a little Game of Thrones. You can have an epic storyline of allegiances and royalties and 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 and, and families and taking the throne. Uh, there's so much great or- stuff here. Is, it's often him and or uh, Black Manta who will go over or, or either one are considered uh, Aquaman's arch nemesis. Black Manta is another great one played by Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Uh, who they are both. I love how they killed each other's fathers, like uh, connecting them and their relationship. How did it happen? Didn't uh, Arthur no, kill? When, when I, no, the guy went to go. It was a mercenary. They went to go uh, trash the the go to the lab and retrieve a, a blood sample of, of Aquaman. Right. Because uh, some scientist that was uh, trying to figure out what, what Aquaman was. And then the father stopped him, but he had like a. A pneumonia, and he and he got a heart attack because of the pneumonia that he had. It was like some weird, overcomplicated thing. Yeah, it was an indirect. And then Aquaman goes and kills kills Black Manta's father. Yeah, and then yeah, in front he kills that he finds the guy and he kills him, but then he did, does it in front of his son, which grows up to be Black Manta. That's awesome. I can't wait to see how if they're gonna have the whole helmet on him. He's got the uh, awesome giant helmet head. Uh, I can't wait to see the design of the movie. So he looks like what's his name? Uh, uh what? The yeah, du- the dude from Power Rangers. Oh, oh, robot. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the robot. Yes, he does have the head of the Who's robot. Who's that robot's name? What's up with that helmet? Why does it have to be so big? It shoots lasers, man. <laughs> Protection? I don't know. I got nothing science-wise on that one. It's uh, yeah. it, it looks cool. Yeah, cool, <laughs> the giant red eyes. I need you to have a big <laughs> flying saucer Giant head. red eyes. Look awesome. Okay, other cast members real quick. Amber Heard is playing Mira. Uh, which is she's originally from Zebel and uh, Arthur's love interest, uh, Dolph Lundgren. Let's not forget Dolph Lundgren is in this. He's King Nearest. 
He's Mira's father, the king of Zebel. And then Willem Defoe also as Volko, an advisor from uh, Atlantis, who sometimes is shady in the New 52. He kind of started the war between the, Atl- the Atlanteans and Earth. And, I just uh, want to interrupt. Yeah. It's Alpha 5. Yeah, thank you. Alpha Power 5 Ranger. is the name. I didn't even watch Power. I'm all way I too old think for of, Power All Rangers. I could think of was, ay, 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 ay. Yeah, and him just <laughs> spazzing out in circles. <laughs> I am way too old to know anybody's name from Power Rangers, as I, we just discussed early in the episode. Adam, let's move on to the city of Atlantis. The real city? The real. The, so let's figure Port- this out. Atlanta. Not, yeah, no, not the, uh, the, the uh, Donald Glover show, which is very good. By the way, Donald uh, Glover show. Atlanta's are actually a real place, Imran. Oh, it's an actual. They named the town <laughs> after the TV show. It's really weird. <laughs> I go Atlanta, and you go the Donald Glover show. Atlanta. <laughs> oh, it's Don Glover. Uh, Childish Gambino. No, Atlantis. The myth of Atlantis. The possibility of a real Atlantis. Adam Morris. When is the first mention of Atlantis in like man's history? So Atlantis was completely uh, originated by Plato. Uh, most people philosophy expert or not knows who, know who plato is greek uh, dude very greek very uh very he was the student of socrates and one of the fathers of modern thought essentially is what they they credit him as that's a pretty big title so before then we weren't thinking correctly nope I'm, i don't know i'm just fucking around <laughs> we were all fucked up. Going ahead. <laughs> we, we weren't reasoning rationally i don't think is the ah. and we have the ceased flat yes we've ceased to reason <laughs> rational again so yeah. Um, but yeah, Plato. So Plato was around in around like four thirty to four three fifty BC. Um, years and ages are a bit hitchy in those years, but you know he he was around in, around four thirty BC. Uh, and in his book, The Republic, which is his most famous work, he goes on about this city of Atlantis or this continent of Atlantis. And the the story goes that he actually heard about this from his grandfather, who heard it from a friend, who had heard about it from an Egyptian priest. Uh, who had said that something had happened 9,000 years ago. Oh, shit. So it's like an old school version of the telephone game. <laughs> Yikes. Throughout like 300 years. <laughs> it's, Damn. It's, uh, That's uh, a long game of telephone. Yeah. Ex- exactly. But um, so Plato wrote about this this island. And it, if you look at the pictures of it, it's pretty cool. It's, a, it's an island split in four with two big rivers essentially dividing it. It was near the Rock of Gibraltar, uh, the Pillars of Hercules, which is just near the southern tip of Spain, uh, uh-huh. between Spain and Morocco. Um, and that's more or less what he said. And, and then he described this advanced civilization, these people that had these technologies and knowledge that, that were unheard of. And that led people to believe that really this was Plato's way of discussing his ideas for a utopian and a better society. Without getting his ass killed. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Because his teacher Socrates was killed just a few years before that because he was corrupting the youth by speaking out against uh, about against the government and things. So this is a really cool and creative way for Plato to say, you know, this is the way society should be. This is how mm. we should be advancing by placing it in this like, you know, magical mythical land. But that got a lot of people thinking as well that this was actually a place. Hmm. Of course, the the main story of Atlantis is that at the end of their existence they sink into the ocean and that's why we we have no evidence of them anymore and if you think about plato he was he was an intellectual he's a thinker and he knew a lot about the area and history and science as all these people did at the time so he would have known that the ocean levels changed in the mediterranean and things like that so him fabricating this continent and then having it sink and using it to create these ideas was a really smart idea when you, when you think about it and it's and it makes sense it's logical that he would know these things 
Was it? But was it? Was it? Was it based in what? Because I'm sure lots of cities have sunk. And in fact, did you hear that story about they found another town next to Pompeii that was covered in ash? Uh, that has like these scrolls in it that have never been read. That was perfectly preserved. Scrolls. Uh, yeah, they got some not scrolls. Scrolls. Oh. Not the uh, just some just some normal scrolls. So, but did he think this place actually existed, or did he take this tall tale and just kind of like you know if there was a utopia, this is how it would be? Well, the way that he presented it in the Republic was was that it was a place. So he always, I think when he was discussing it, maintained it as a place. His student, who was Aristotle, of course, again, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle were the main pillars of philosophy. Aristotle, later in his later years, said that, no, no, Plato knew that wasn't a place. He was using it as, a, as an allegory for, for society and things. But So it's up in the air. Nobody really knows what was going through Plato's head itself, obviously, but his, his most famous student seems to think that it was his way of, again, presenting his ideas. So even the the man that fucking came up with this didn't believe in it. Well, we don't know. He might. He might have, but it sounds like... Well, maybe this idea of Atlantis or his idea of Atlantis maybe wasn't real, but haven't they found, like, sunken places all over the place? There are many sunken places, and in a a lot of cases, there is evidence that those people knew more than we would think they would know at the time. You know, they they knew how to do math. They knew how to do certain calculations and things. Um, But nothing to the... Nothing necessarily to the level that we we would have seen based on what Plato described. I guess they didn't have boats, though. They were really advanced, but they didn't uh, get get off the island, I guess, before it sank. <laughs> well, I'm wondering, you know, maybe there was, like, that strait. Maybe there was, like, land connecting it, and as uh, the land separated, it broke apart, and then well, the bridge. Well, that, yeah, the, the, strait, the Strait of Gibraltar is only, like, Africa is only separated from Spain by, like, nine miles. Wow. Um, That's so it's a very, it's a very wow. narrow space. It's very close, yeah. But that, but that area between them is actually three thousand feet deep, so it it goes right down into like super deep ocean right around that. Is that area. deep for the ocean? Yeah, is that deep? That's <laughs> it's, that's pretty. That's well, it's very deep for the, like the Mediterranean area. Okay. Um, but that's it. Where the where the Gibraltar Strait is, or the Strait of Gibraltar is, is right at the mouth of the of the Atlantic Ocean, where it opens up into the ocean, mm-hmm. um, which is why it's deeper there. But that would again, that would be deep enough to kind of conceal a hidden city. Hasn't James Cameron found this place yet? You no, know, why is it he uh <laughs> look, so Mediterra- Mediterranean is kind of an obvious it's an obvious place to look. And uh you sent these uh maps that you made with uh other points, and I'll put them in the show notes. What are some other possible locations there could be a whole sunken city that we're that that's uh we're not seeing? Yeah, the Mediterranean's is rife with these places. And again, as you as you guys had said, there's no shortage of sunken cities. And in some cases, they think some of these sunken cities are actually built over other ancient cities Whoa. that had predated them. Um, so when you look at the Mediterranean, again, that's where the, a lot of the, the modern, soci- modern society began, right? So it makes sense that that's where the, a lot of these cities are. Um, so we have Santorini, which is a, just off the Greek coast. I hear it's beautiful there. It's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. And apparently there was an advanced civilization that lived there. And they were wiped out by a volcanic eruption about 2,000 years ago. Um, and that was actually one of the biggest eruptions in modern history that they can account for. Damn. Um, and it literally just wiped out the city in one shot. Um, and it created earthquakes and things, and the whole city just sank below the, below the ocean. Um, the other main one that I've found is Haliki. And if you guys ever listen to the Stuff You Should Know podcast, yeah. it's, a fun, it's a fun one. Uh, they did an episode on this. Uh, and 
if you look through some of the old texts about Atlantis, this seems like the most likely spot because they worship Poseidon specifically. There's a big statue of him that oh, they found. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Um, there's a lot of, of oceanic kind of, you know, um, architecture and things like that. But Plato had said that, you know, this city would have existed 11,500 years ago. Whereas Heliki sank in 373 BC, which is actually fairly recently. So, I mean, that doesn't really fit with that with that timeline, but right. that if, but if you think about the time, that actually was within Plato's lifetime, essentially as well. So, to me, that makes it a very likely kind of island that he would think of when he was writing these stories, if it's not you know an actual place. Interesting. Uh, you have also what I think is interesting. They have here is the Bermuda Triangle. Like, there's weird shit in there. Uh, could there be things disappear in there things all the disappear time? Disappear all the time. If there's a whole sunken city, like uh, we're not even going to be able to see it because uh, it's throwing up like a weird electrical mirage or something. What's the deal over there? <laughs> the mascara's over there, actually. Yeah. So at some point, Atlantis moved from the uh, the realm of like the archaeologists and things, people that are actually studying the history, and again using old works like Plato's to try and kind of guide where some old relics and things might be that they could learn from. And then it kind of veered into this pseudoscience realm, right? Where people just started presenting all these crazy ideas about Atlantis and, and using it as a, as a way to make money and whatnot. So that's became, that's kind of where this whole thing came from. Bermuda, the Bermuda Triangle obviously is a lot, has a lot of attention and yeah, it, it makes sense that if something was going to just vanish, they could throw it there. Interestingly though, DC Comics obviously knew this or, or there were rumors of this when they were coming up with some of the Aquaman concepts because Zebel, the, the completely aquatic realm where uh, Mira and King Nearest are from, yeah. is actually in the Bermuda Triangle in their uh, story. Interesting. So it's a pretty cool kind of tie-in, I think. Um, and it also you know gives a little bit of credence to the idea that Atlantis was also in Bermuda. Wow. I wonder if the tie-in in the movies like the Mascara and Zebel, uh, so, it's, uh, somehow, like maybe they're near each other, or it's like right under Themyscira, and they never knew that they were there the whole time. That could be interesting. That'd be really cool, actually. Right? Uh, where are some other crazy places? I see here you have a note that one crazy guy thinks it's on the east coast of North America. Yeah, I don't, have you guys heard of Edgar Case before? He's the he's like the he's a religious seer. So if you look him up on the internet, you'll just see him. He essentially sleep sleep trances. Okay. And then in his sleep trance, he just spouts out. Well, what I view as garbage, <laughs> um, but he just talks in, in nonsense and then somebody's recording it and then he goes through it later and well, he's got psychic abilities and these are his psychic predictions. Exactly. So he just basically said off the East coast of North America, which we all know is quite large. So that's, I mean, that's just something he threw out there. There was no other follow up to that one. It was just kind of yeah, called bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was speaking in tongues and he just threw it out there. One of the main ones is that it was under Antarctica. That's weird, but also could kind of make sense. Well, I think the common misconception is that Antarctica is like the Arctic. Yeah. The Arctic is mostly ice with water underneath it uh-huh. and with some islands. Antarctica, right. Antarctica is one giant landmass with oh, ice on top of it. Oh, it's actual land. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't make sense. It doesn't no. make sense at all. <laughs> no. Good job, everyone. <laughs> it makes sense on the other side of the fucking globe. Yeah. But again, in DC Comics... Atlan, that one of those original wizards um, that created Atlantis or created right. the people, he's the dead king, and his he fled and hid under under uh, under Antarctica in the DC comics. Wow. So again, they're clearly kind of trying to tie in some of these more ridiculous kind of concepts and ideas, 
and also, I mean, these are places obviously that people can't get to. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so you can't uh, prove you it. You can't disprove this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can't corroborate or disprove it at all. Exactly. Uh, and the last crazy one, of course, there was. Uh, there's a theory that they were just aliens. Oh, sure. And they, Why not? And they, and, and they actually had a, a system. I don't even know where this came from. The Liren system. Uh, and these aliens arrived fifty thousand years ago, and they lived to be eight hundred to a thousand years old. And from what I can tell, this is just some crazy person that came up with this idea. But whenever there's you know a, a society or something that vanishes or we don't know a lot about aliens. Aliens. It's aliens. Aliens have to be. It's got to be aliens. Quick, quick side note here. Do you think aliens have ever visited us? Hmm. Uh, I think aliens exist. Whether or not they've visited us, I'm not sure. But my opinion, it's not that unlikely. Yeah. They're but. just hiding at the government. I, I would go. I would go with. I think there are. There's other life out there. Yeah. Yeah. But the universe is so expansive that we may not meet. The chances of them finding us is is very small, and us them. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Inter interstellar travel is tricky. Obviously, like you gotta create wormholes or or travel to speed of light, which is almost right. impossible, as far as we know. But I, 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 I who knows? But yeah, right. I, I totally believe in extraterrestrial life. But yeah, like you said, I, my my general belief is that we'll never contact them because we're just too far away. And no Underwater matter Underwater aliens. That's what I believe in. So look, Adam, let me ask you this. Do you think that there was an Atlantis and where do you think it would, it, it would be? Well, I, again, just much, much like the Egyptians and things like that. I, I don't have much, you know, problem believing that there was a society that developed mathematics and tech and technology that would be advanced at the time. And they would be viewed as, you know, out of sync with the other hum, human populations in the area, like you know, the right. Mayans, the Incans, the Egyptians. These, right. these populations seem to do things that were way, way out of their expertise range. Whether it was called Atlantis, I, I don't know. I don't think that I don't think that's correct. But uh, I, I I fully kind of believe that Plato was using this as a way to to talk mm-hmm. about society. Mm-hmm. But I think he was using a, a real place as a, as an example. So my my again my votes go with either Santorini or. Halika? Halik, Haliki. Haliki. Yeah. Haliki. Which is, that's in Greece. That's all I thought. Uh, that's in Greece. I hope, I hope I'm pronouncing Haliki. that correctly. Haliki. Some Greek. I, I believe it's Haliki, but. Uh, Some Greek will tell us. Let us know, Greeks. But it's, a, but it's pretty amazing when you look back again, just doing the, doing my Google research on yeah. this. It's uh, the amount that people have delved in and, and how much information is out there about these different societies and how much they actually knew. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's so. crazy that it's stuck. And the, the fact that when Plato wrote about it, it was already a story that was like 11,000 years old and it's something in it that just uh, captures everyone's imagination and it's still been used as symbolism. Both Marvel and DC have Atlantis in their universes. So uh, right on, look, we're going to take a quick break, play some promos. We come back, we're going to find out uh, about Atlantis in the DC universe and what it would take for a real Aquaman to actually exist right after this. Hey, this is The Toe, host of the Gravity Beard Podcast, a variety show with interviews and discussions on a wide range of topics. Our guests have included a viral YouTube star, a former child actor. We've even had a guy on who may have solved the D.B. Cooper case. It's a delicious box of audio chocolate. You never know what you'll get. Find it on Podbean, iTunes, and other places you listen to podcasts. It's the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to.
called The Working Man's Nerdist. Tales from the Fandom is a weekly podcast where David talks with a guest about the fandoms that they love. Whether it's classics like Star Trek, Star Wars and Tolkien, or new ones like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Anime, books, TV shows, movies, role-playing, video games, cosplay and more are discussed. Each episode is different, based on the guest. No fandom is too big or too small. Subscribe to Tales from the Fandom and join in on the fun. Hey, my name's Paul and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> hey, listener, thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. And if you love the show, you want more show, here's all you got to do. Join our fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, where you will get access to a bonus podcast feed with extra content every week, post shows, whole episodes, instant reactions. A huge thank you to all our patrons last week. Uh, we shouted out all our patrons and I forgot somebody. I'm an ass. Who'd you forget? I forgot to mention Glenn Smith because he was the most recent patron oh. and I forgot to add his name to the list of the patrons. So Glenn Smith, here's your personal shout out. Thank you for supporting the Jock and Earth podcast. Um, also, John Seifert's Patreon listener challenge still in effect for the month of April. He wants uh, the listeners to come out and collectively increase our patron support by $100 by the end of the month, and then he will double his own support from $20 to $40. Now, to that end, Mark Bonong recently just increased his pledge $5. From $5, he increased it to $10. So we are $95 away from completing the John Seifert Listener Challenge for April. Now we just need one person to pledge $95 a month, and there we go. All done. We All can right. move on with our lives. Dope Pope will swoop right in and do that. Dope Pope's giving us a hundred bucks. He can't yeah. think of enough. He already <laughs> did that. Or look, a couple of people increase, do what Mark did, or just sign up new. You will love the extra content. Jogginer.com slash Patreon for all of that. Okay, Adam, back to the Aquaman. Aquaman, swift and powerful monarch of the oceans, with ability to summon and command all creatures of the deep. Aquaman, who with his teenage ally, Aqualad, guards and defends all that lives in the seas against the forces of evil. Aquaman, king of the seven seas. Now, we talked about Atlantis in real life, the possibility of it, where it could be. What's the deal with Atlantis in the DC universe? And what is the origin of these Atlanteans? Where is it? Well, again, they, they avoid really giving any exact timelines or exact locations. Makes, makes sense, right? Yeah. You can just give a generality. So they say it's in the North Atlantic Ocean. Okay. I mean, you don't even know where Metropolis really is. Well, they don't is, know where so. Gotham or none of their cities yeah. are no, exactly. real. Well, Go- yeah. Gotham and uh, Metropolis are... Supposedly on the East Coast. And in BVS, they're across the river from each yeah. other. Which That's is a stupid. Weird move. Yeah. 
That was, a that that was dumb. Okay, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so the North, again, a general North Atlantic location kind of agrees with Plato, right? He was talking yeah, about yeah. the the European side of the North Atlantic. The general DC website says that they're an offshoot of homa- humanity, Homo sapiens, that's biologically adapted to the deep ocean environment. Again, that's so general. Yes, that, that it's they're they're intentionally trying not to to hit on anything that people can pick at, but. One of the things about Atlantis in the DC comics was that there were there were people living there, and there was a lot of mystical energy around it. And at some point, these two wizards or mystical characters came into the the mix, and they influenced the people using the mystical energies in the island. And that's how they kind of became so advanced. The interesting thing is the timeline that DC DC actually does give a bit of a timeline for this, and they place the the wizards messing with the island around 150,000 years ago. Or 150,000 BC, which is right around the time that Neanderthals would have been in the area that Plato was describing, where Atlantis was. So if humans were going to diverge off into kind of a different species, that's actually kind of a good point to do it. Because there was a lot of different human-like apes in the area at the time. So there is actually some science behind that thought. It's just kind of thrown in there with these wizards. Mm. And again, the wizards. Mis- <laughs> gotta love the DC. There's so many DC characters that were made by wizards. Like Shazam, how did he get his powered? Wizard. Uh, how did Atlantis come to be? Wizard. Yeah, that's why I like Marvel better. It's, yes, it's just so easy to write in so wizard. Stupid. Again, Stan Lee, Stan Lee really did try to, to use science as bad yeah. as it was to yeah. explain things. They, here well, they just get- common sense. Not even like he had an advanced science degree. He just. Right. It was like Spider-Man got bit by a radioactive spider. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. There's no wizards making them. (laughs) Fuck wizards. But but DC definitely loved to use wizards. (laughs) Yes. And that's, you know, so essentially the idea is that they kind of kick-started the evolution of these people into this kind of aquatic race or whatever. Or sorry, they weren't aquatic at this point. They were just these advanced humans. Um, And this is actually a really cool thing that I found in here. The idea that they had already built spaceships before... The rest of humanity, so Homo habilis and Homo sapiens, had invented the wheel. The Atlantean population had built a spaceship. Oh, they were that advanced! And wow. so they so they sent people off into the into space, and in the DC continuity, apparently these might be the people that actually populated worlds like Thanagar and Krypton. The Atlanteans. The Atlanteans. So, that's crazy. Oh, weird. Early Atlanteans. Wow. So it's unclear so to me. They're, they're the the might be the uh, origin of all life. Elsewhere, yeah, yeah, elsewhere. And again, I'm, I'm not. I, I couldn't figure out again. Like the, the website is so convoluted, I couldn't figure out if that still kind of holds true or right. if that was just something they had thrown out there. It's really ago. confusing. Yeah, but but it's kind of a cool idea that perhaps you know he, Superman is actually related to Aquaman in some way. But aren't they related to humans? They're human. They're human. Yes. Yeah, they're humans that have been mystically and evolutionarily enhanced, or what have you. By wizards. By, By wizards. wizards. And there's always, <laughs> so there, uh, what, was Atlantis always under a bubble in the comics or was it just no, in no, water? It was, it, was, it was just a regular continent for a long time, I believe. Um, and then coming up onto the time when Noah's flood, the biblical flood happened. Yeah. Yeah. So 9,600 years ago was approximately when that happened. Uh, but it also coincides to times when there was tsunamis, earthquakes, um, Ah, interesting. Okay. There was, again, in the DC continuity, there was a meteor sometimes that did it. In one of the continuities, one of the wizards was actually the one that sank the island because he was pissed off. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of different possibilities. But at some point around 10,000 years ago, something caused the city to get submerged. 
But leading into that, there was some inkling that this was going to happen, so they had built these domes and force fields around the cities to protect them when this happened. I, I can't remember in the recent Aquaman comics, when he goes to Atlantis, is it is there the dome still there, or is he just they're no, all underwater? I, well, once they, again, they so then the city sank, and then over time, the Atlantean scientists developed a serum and, oh. and started again fucking with the evolution of the people and turned them into aquatic humans so they don't need the domes anymore. Mm. So that's where the kind of rationale comes from. So they originally they were, you know, surface humans. They lived under domes. They messed with their physiology f- through science, created a, a way for them to breathe and, and survive, and then they became actually aquatic people. Okay, through, yeah, through genetic messing. Okay, so if we extrapolate this into the real world, what would it take? Is it possible? Is there enough time for... Uh, a species to split off in man's evolution and w- w- become water breathing, or could it be possible that we, you know, we evolved to be land animals, and the whole time there there is an underwater species that evolved to be underwater human like, and we've never seen them because they they they're following their path. The thing is, for me, I think that like if if a human being de- evolved into a water creature, it'd be like a dolphin. You know, that's what it would be, right? There's no need to look like a human being at right, all. Right. There's no, re- there's we, no advantages to be human. We are part of the same animal kingdom as dolphins. Yeah. Mammals. Mammals. So We're mammalian. Yeah, yeah. We right. become them. <laughs> yeah. Well, dolphin-like in something. Dolphin-like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll definitely get into this uh, in a little a little ways later in the podcast, but it's it, it it's unlikely that we would stay human-looking. We're, we're very poorly adapted for yeah, water. Yeah, it doesn't make water. sense that we would hold our forms. But in terms of the timeline, there there is some <laughs> some things that I could tie together here to to kind of just take some guesses as to what might have happened, right? So whales and whale like ancestors, it took them about anywhere between five and fifteen million years to go from a little hoofed mammal, so something like a little mini deer, yeah, to an aquatic animal. Wow! So something, so something that was swimming and living most of its life in water. It didn't necessarily look like a whale at that point or, or a dolphin, but it was, it was getting there. And that doesn't seem like a lot of time in, t- in terms of evolution, right? So there are a few things that could have happened. So our latest ancestors, like the things that are the uh, earliest human-like apes, yeah. are called Australopithecus. You may okay. have seen these things. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you Google them, it's pretty, they, they just look like an upright chimpanzee. Like they, they stand upright. They evolved about three to four million years ago. Um, that was when they were around. And then they led to the again, Homo habilis and Homo erectus and Homo sapiens and our, our line. So if at that point there had been a split off and yeah. say one of the, the, one of the Australopithecus lines went and lived in water and, right. and, and was feeding in water yeah. and was you know living an aquatic lifestyle, that's about five million years. So in terms of the whales there could be the chance that, that they could adapt an aquatic lifestyle. As Rogue Boy said, they probably wouldn't look human anymore, but we can pretend that maybe they maintained some of our characteristics and became Atlanteans. But if you're looking at you know an actual human, like a Homo sapien, becoming an Atlantean, that doesn't really make sense because we only really evolved 250,000 years ago. Oh, geez. You're talking about 5 million and years we're, ago. And you need at least 5 million years for this kind of change to happen. We're young as fuck. Yeah, there's nothing compared well, actually, to the, the planet. The most recent branch of our 
existence was like 50,000 years ago. Um, so that's wow. really, really recently. Yeah. Humans as we are now, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. The, like our, our last branch on the evolutionary tree that we've found so far. Puts what, us, what, what was the differentiator between us and the last? Very small humans. things. Like, like differences in the cranial structure and brain size and things mm. like that. Brain, brain wow. is, seems to be one of the bigger things. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the structure of the skull and the, and the brain yeah. size. And, and, and our posture and stuff like that also changed quite a lot, obviously. But, but at that point, it was more our, our intellectual and like evolution in in a mm. way you know we we had already evolved a lot of behaviors that we recognize so yeah it was a little bit um what did you say fifty thousand years ago 50, yeah. to, 50 to seventy thousand years ago was the last mm. where does the felty uh, <laughs> well, yeah, starting the, point yeah. the, my lineage goes down to the lasco caves in france so uh <laughs> The Feltocene era. Where does that? Where from, did that split uh, off? I think uh, is that about fifty thousand years 50, ago? Fifty to sixty thousand years ago. <laughs> but really, as as we've seen in the story, there oh, evolution only has so much to do with it, right? They they throw magic in, which that fucks, fucks everything up. up. Yeah, fucks everything. Um, and then also you have these advanced humans that are scientifically experimenting on themselves and things. So, well, let's talk about Aquaman's powers because this is always fun to do. It's like. We talk about the powers and try to figure out how unbelievable shit someone made up would actually, how could you actually do this? Uh, and a lot of times you can't, but it's fun to try to hypothesize. Um, let's start with his breathing underwater, Adam. Is, how, how does he do it in the comic books? And how would this be possible for a, a, a human-like mammal to evolve to that way? I don't know. Okay, I, I, I comb through the internet and comic books quite heavily to figure this one out and there's literally no explanation as to <laughs> they why just Atlanteans can breathe in the water ah. it just becomes <laughs> it just becomes that they're aquatic and amphibious and they, they leave it at that and amphibious you know that it's a scientific term it means that they spend most of their time in water they need water to survive essentially it, there's a few possibilities the main ones obviously we know of gills as in fish Atlanteans don't have any obvious gills right? they don't there's, have right. gills yeah. there's nothing that you can see on them there's a, even in Marvel uh, Namor is said to have gills along his collarbone um, that feed into the lungs. So, so are fish fish and uh, amphibians both? They are able able to basically extract the oxygen out of water. Yeah, in different ways though. Amphibians, ways. amphibians. Some amphibians can breathe through their skin and water. Most they they mostly breathe air at the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, then right. when, and when they're on land, as long as their skin is kind of moist. And they can breathe just like the uh, the mudskippers, right? That we right. talked about yeah. last time. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, salamanders, frogs, things like that. When their skin is moist, they can breathe some air through their skin, but they still need to gulp air at the surface to to give them enough energy to actually do stuff. Okay, they wouldn't be able to breathe entirely through their skin. But yeah, the the gills are I don't know. It, there's a lot of different possibilities for gills, but it doesn't seem to be something that they're really honing in on in DC comics. Wait, do amphibians, mm-hmm. do they, do they just hold air while they're underwater? Or do they actually breathe the water? They have, they have lungs, but again, they can, they can exchange some oxygen through their skin and water as well, but it's, it's, it's mostly a, a breath holding, I think. And then they move and then they gulp air at the surface. So how does a gill work? A gill is, is essentially just a, a series of thin membranes and they got a lot of blood flowing through them, right? Yeah. So as your body, but the fish have to be moving for it to work, right? Uh, sharks, sharks have to be moving because they don't have a. Uh, if you look at a fish, you know those little the parts behind their ears that move in and up and down. Like yeah, a, it's called an operculum, and that creates a vacuum in their mouth. And when that opens, it sucks water through the mouth, 
mm. and over the gills. So it creates a vacuum system. They seal their mouth, open the gills, open their mouth, and then water is pushed through the gills. And the gills pull out the oxygen. Yes, and, they, and then the, the gills are very well vascularized, we say. So they have a lot of blood vessels in them. So all the CO2 in your body is going out to that point and then exchanging with the oxygen in the water because of the pressure gradient. Damn, that's some amazing design that just fucking works like that. Like, think about the complexity of that. So sharks don't have the, the operculum, that little vacuum system. So, so sharks keep their mouth open and swim forwards, and that's, they, so, they, so they ram water through their gills. That's why sharks, they don't, they don't always have to keep moving, but most of them keep moving at some point because it makes it easier for them to breathe. Right, if they stop, they get less oxygen. Uh, remember last time you were here, we talked about uh, certain like genetic mutations in people. Could there be a, poss- a, a possibility that someone just has the mutation where they can hold their breath like indefinitely? Somehow, there are. I mean, there are people in the world that can hold their breath for five, six, seven minutes. Um, I, I, Imran, I don't think indefinitely would be not, possible. That wouldn't work. Yeah, <laughs> seven no. minutes ain't gonna get you much far. But they. But it, it usually comes down to them having a weird mutation in a gene that controls the amount of uh, hemoglobin in their blood. Yeah, hemoglobin is what binds oxygen. So if you have more red blood cells and more hemoglobin, you can hold more oxygen. Or they have something, uh, a gene that's modified their tissues a bit. Um, and so they can hold more oxygen in the tissues and things like that and muscle. That's what whales do, actually. So there, there's only two different, there's only two ways of ab- absorbing uh, or breathing underwater, I guess. And that is with gills or with uh, like an amphibian does with his skin. Or, or you need a blowhole and you need to actually get to the surface. But like, how do amoebas like breathe? They don't, they, they, or, 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 or any of those like smaller creatures, they don't have any kind of right. uh, breathing systems. Right. So it's a lot, it's a lot easier when you're like a single celled organism mm-hmm. or you're, or you're, right. or you're something that's like a jellyfish or an amoeba. Again, like these thin kind of membranes. So if you're not like, if you're not limited, if you're not limited to like this kind of like uh, physiology, like let's say it's an alien ph- physiology where they can kind of just, breathe underwater through some kind i don't know yeah yeah know, osmosis or something it, i don't know it, it's the fu- it's diffusion is exactly what it is so it's like as the co2 builds up in their body the gradient gets high enough that it, it leaves and the oxygen comes in because it's lower right so it's a, it's a really basic kind of chemistry principle in water so that's how that's how most invertebrates and things that don't have lungs or anything like that breathe because they're small enough and they have it's all about surface area to volume ratio so if you're a big blob you have way too little surface area to the volume of the tissues in your body. Mm-hmm. But if you're like a thinner, longer organism, there's a lot more surface area to the volume of stuff in your body. So you can exchange the oxygen out for that. Do lobsters have gills? I don't remember. Lobsters do have gills. Under they their do have un- gills. under under their legs. There's a when if you when you crack open a lobster, there's those weird f- like filaments mm-hmm. around their where their legs join their body. And those are little feathery things. And those are their gills. Oh, it's always the little, the little flickery things. Uh, let's talk about blowholes for a second, just because I like to say blowhole. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun to say blowhole. But how? Do, what, what? Why was there a need for an evolution for a blowhole? And could a a human a person eventually uh, evolve and develop a blowhole? In, in, in a certain situation, I developed a slack hole. We got glory holes. We got slack holes. Why can't I get myself a blowhole and uh, swim underwater? Well, disturbingly, there are stories as well of of people that have taken advantage of dolphins and and banged a blowhole before. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Shit! They yeah, literally yeah. someone are just fucking disgusting. Fucked a blowhole of a dolphin. Why? 
Humans, wow. will, humans will fuck anything given the opportunity. That's a good seems, point. Man, it's pretty Look at Anthony. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Anthony's the, picky. Come on. But the uh, the blow really is just a back migration of like your nostrils, right? And it moves back over. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And the main reason is that they don't need to raise their head up and look away from where they're swimming. If you're if you're in an ocean and you're you get eaten at any point in time, you want to keep your eyes down, and yeah. and, you're, and you're also hunting for food and everything else, right? And it just it just makes sense. There's also a lot of other obviously mechanisms in there, valves and things that stop water from backflowing into the lungs and and things. But really, it's just a it's a pressurized system attached to their lungs where they can just pop the air out. So you you really had to ask that, Imran. I just I always I wanted to learn about the blowhole. <laughs> you know hole. why they had a blowhole? Oh, why, no, well, how you, it well, evolved to be. You know well, why did why did evolution needed to make a blowhole and, and, and instead of something else? Expel the water. Well, you yeah, got a, yeah, you got a fun anecdote about somebody banging a blowhole at the very yes, least. that yeah. I got that. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about another power, which is the thing I am most looking forward to. How they're gonna do in the fucking Aquaman movie? The thing where they kind of cheated it in Justice League. I'm talking about communication underwater. If you haven't seen Justice League, Mira makes a fucking air bubble, and she's like, "Oh, that's convenient. I can make these air bubbles so we can talk." Great. Just like all the wizards, very convenient. But in the comics, you know, if it, uh, once they developed breathing underwater, you you could just draw word bubbles of people talking. <laughs> <laughs> how how would they communicate, and how is actual communication done underwater in the real world? So what? <laughs> that no that, no that uh, yeah, that was a confusing uh, way of asking. That's okay. okay. I, I got it. We're good. Figure it out, <laughs> motherfuckers. Sort it out. It's yourself. his birthday. It's his birthday. Yes, it's my okay. fucking birthday. Barely try. Uh, so that, that scene in, in, uh, Justice League was just, I mean, if that was the way they were going to do it in the Aquaman movie, I would not even pay the money to go see it. Yes. But for the further purposes there, they didn't want to explain anything else. I, I get it. But, uh, in the comics, it's just said that they communicate telepathically. Okay. There's no real other explanation. That's it. They, they look at each other, they can think, and that's that. Um, but that's varied pretty wildly throughout the comics too. Sometimes Aquaman can communicate with other Atlanteans and literally everything else in the ocean. Sometimes it's only certain things. Sometimes it's only when they're in contact with the ocean. Um, something that I, I missed in my Aquaman history was the clear. I don't know if Rugboy or, or Imran, you know anything about no. this, but, but it's like a connection to like the mystical side of the ocean. Oh, and that's how Aquaman also communicates with all the organisms, not just the big things. He can influence like bacteria and stuff like that. Oh, water, wow. Right? It's kind of like Swamp swamp Thing's uh, connection to the green and the rot and all those things. Actually, yeah, it's very similar. And that's, that's also how Mira uses hydrokinesis is through the clear, apparently. But yeah, so there's no real, obviously we don't have any evidence of telepathic communication in the ocean. We, we don't have the methods of measuring that in humans if it exists. So... But there are a lot of things that animals do that communicate that we don't understand. And marine mammals do some of the coolest things. Um, and whales in particular have these adaptations that allow them to communicate short distances, long distances. Sometimes we think maybe even across entire oceans. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Um, and that is related to, have you ever wondered why a dolphin and a beluga whale and killer whales have the massive forehead? Right. Right. Um, so that blob kind of piece of their forehead is called the melon. <laughs> that is actually the scientific term for it. Really? Um, That's a big melon. <laughs> the melon on that orca. We'll call it the melon. <laughs> as we call kid, this part. <laughs> as, a, as a dude with a big head, I've 
gotten a lot of jokes about my melon, so it's a bit it's a bit of a sensitive subject for me. But yeah, uh, but in the melon, there's a lot of little air sacs and things that are again they're very carefully structured, obviously. But there's these little compartments of air that they communicate with each other, and depending on which ones they they constrict, they can make different noises. But that area also acts as like a resonance chamber, we call it. So when sound gets into it, it's actually amplified. Whoa! And then it bounces off. Uh, the back part of the melon is a little bone, and it bounces off and goes out into the ocean. So that's how they communicate. It's uh, they create the noises within their either within those air pockets or within their throat. They use their larynx sometimes to and make. There's sure. different noises. Yeah, there's clicks, there's whistles, there's pulses. Certain ones are created by the larynx for short term or short distance communication. Mm-hmm. But if they want to echolocate something across a large distance, they they create the sound in the melon, and then it actually they, again they, there's. Thoughts that perhaps a fin whale, which is a massive, uh, a big-ass whale that, that migrates across the oceans, they think they might be able to communicate across the Atlantic or across the Pacific Ocean. That's crazy. Have we been able to figure out what, at least an, an idea of what different sounds mean? Yeah, so there's, uh, what, is, what is it, the, um, the clicks and the pulses are the long-distance ones, and the whistles are the short-distance communication. Oh, okay. So, that, so, again, if you're in your pod as a whale... You would whistle to kind of communicate little movements or little ideas or whatever to your pod mates, they think. The echolocation signals in killer whales, they seem to use echolocation solely for hunting. Mm-hmm. But in some of the bigger baleen whales and things like that, they might use them for communication across the oceans. So, so that they send out these acoustical pulses that go out long distances. So crazy. do we know like... One like five clicks means like hey go fuck yourself. Oh, or like, what? oh that oh to that detail. I'm not I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> I, there are people working on these things, right? Yeah, because like, yeah, I'm sure like if you did enough studying, you could get a general idea. Well, I, I I'm quite sure, man, that there are people feeding all these things into computer programs that are breaking down algorithms all the time to try yeah. and find Based try on, and find the language. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but actually, I, I read an article recently that says that whales that are migrating long distances actually don't use the same songs at all. So there are bowhead whales, which are the Arctic Arctic baleen whales. They're fifty thousand pounds. They're huge. How do you spell bowhead? Oh, there it is. I got Just, it. Yeah, yeah. You'll see an well, article. Because I'm googling all of this as we speak and looking at pictures of these. But you'll animals. see an article come up right away with bowheads because they just found out that they they basically sing jazz. They they called it what? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, they make music across the Arctic and they don't make the same sounds at any point in time. So the songs change constantly, so they're not using the same things to communicate. So there's no repetitive pattern in, let's say, like, dolphins, they don't like, all universally use the same... Word. Or, or, or even in the same group, they don't use the same, like, uh, like sequences or anything? I, 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 honestly, I'm not sure. Um, oh. I'm sure they've tra- tried to study that in captivity and whatnot, but I, the problem is that in captivity, animals don't make the same noises or, or yeah. behave the same as they do in the wild. And in fact, like, most whales... Belugas in particular don't sing at all when they're in captivity. When they're in captivity because yeah. they don't need to. They're not. Yeah. They're not. They're not looking for food anymore. They're, they're not sad. For- they're like they're stuck here. <laughs> That's crazy though. That like they don't. They can't pick up patterns with all the clicks. And it's also crazy that the sound doesn't necessarily come out of the mouth. It well, just, like comes out through the head. Com- comes out through the forehead. The, the crazy. Fat, the, the bones and the fat channel it and then and push it out. It's a fascinating it's thing. Vibrations and sound yeah. travels faster in water, right, than air. Uh, it depends. It, it's 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 more well conserved, but it, it travels oh, better in water. It travels um, better with less like uh, fading or uh, yeah, signal yeah, yeah. loss. But it's interesting too because they pick up sound not through their ear bones necessarily, but through their jaw as well. They have a fatty like fatty jaw and a fatty tissue. The fats are important because they they allow the pickup of these little minute sounds. 
and they transmit them into these bones and the bones then again relay them to the ear of the whale which is actually outside their skull unlike ours and then that's where the it's transmitted to their brain so they're they're hearing through their jaw and transmitting sound through their forehead a lot Whoa. of the time <laughs> all right here's another random question and I guess it's it's probably going to be different depending on the type of whale or dolphin or whatever. Dolphins are a type of whale, no? They're related to whales. They're related not, to whales. Okay, yeah, they're not they're not they're the same family or anything. Not the same family. Okay, and I guess very generally uh, in the smart spectrum of animals, where would whales and dolphins rank? The intelligence, I guess. Yeah, or, yeah. The, their intelligence is is. I mean, we don't doubt that they're intelligent animals. The Smarter than dogs? Uh, it, it's, a, it's a really hard to compare animals across. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they, they can all learn things, right? So you can train a whale, you can train a dog. Um, Both animals, you can have two-way communication. Yeah. That's, oh, absolutely. That, that's rare in anim- animals. The, the thing that's really come to light in the last... 10 years, 15 years is the emotional intelligence of a lot of marine mammals and stuff. Well, like how do you mm-hmm. judge that shit? Because they get depressed when they're alone. Uh. <laughs> and they, and they'll smash their heads against the side of tanks and try oh, to kill geez, themselves. Jeez. Um, jeez. Killer whales in particular are, are pod animals. They need to be around other people or other, other people, other whales. So when you're, when they're in a tank alone, they will literally hurt try themselves. To kill themselves. Yeah. This is why I think it's fucked up. Like we have the shed aquarium. It's an amazing aquarium, but there's no reason a beluga whale should be in fucking Lake Michigan here. Like, I think that's a little fucked up. That's, I think that's right. Belugas should not be anywhere outside the Arctic. No. If we're, we're going to put things in, in tanks, they should be from the area that they're around. It's, See, yeah, uh, it makes sense. Like, even, even polar bear facilities and things like that, it's, it's, it's ludicrous. But uh, whales, again, like I said, these whales were showing, some whales can communicate across entire oceans with pods that are over there. So how do they feel when they're suddenly in a tank in the middle of nowhere where yeah, they, send out, they, they send out a signal, it and bounces back. It immediately bounces back, yeah, back, yeah. back like, in their oh, face. Oh, shit. And they know they have nowhere to go. So yeah. and they, they look to hunt and there's nothing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They wait they wait for somebody to dump a bucket of dead fish into their tank. Sad, like, sad existence. Uh, uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about fish communication. Because I want you everyone's seen videos of schools of fish swimming in unison, taking turns, holding a form. It's crazy. How do they do that? So fish fish are pretty fascinating because they can communicate a number of ways without any noise. Uh, the lateral line is what allows them to kind of move around uh, and school properly. So right down, it, it makes a lot of sense, right in the middle on the side of a fish, there's right, a line. Right. Um, and it's a bunch of sensory cells uh, that feed into their nervous system and they can detect vibration in the water at very, very low frequencies. Wow. So when there's movement or any kind of disturbance in the water, the fish can feel it. And in some cases they respond autonomically so they're they're they don't even have to there's no thought involved this happens their nervous system just responds and they'll dive or they'll surface or they're what or whatever schooling fish in particular that's a very strong adaptation so if you look at a if you google a schooling fish matrix they're in a very it's almost like a crystal structure like they're they're so well spaced yeah it, it looks like graphite or something like that when you look at it under a microscope and when one fish moves it disturbs the water and all the other fish move instantaneously without ever having to think about it or anything. And that's, that's crazy. And, and that's how they can move in these explosive. Yeah. Quick, waves. sharp turns. Yeah. They're like all there's, together. There's, like there's no time for the brain to process that. Right. So it goes straight into their nervous system and straight to their muscles and they move. And it's, uh, 
it's a it's an ad it's an evolutionary advantageous thing. So a predator comes in, they look like a large move, mass, boom, yeah, and they'll yeah. explode around it. Fish also communicate using chemicals a lot of the time. Pheromones are important for a lot of fish, um, but there are other fish in in um, the Amazon and things like that where when one of them is attacked and they start bleeding, there's yeah. an alarm. There's an alarm chemical they will use, and that signals all the other fish in the area that they're being attacked by a predator. So they all scatter. It's not something you can see or. or oh yeah, it's like a, a smell in the water. It's not a smell. How do they? Uh, it, it's it a is, chemical. It is, it would it's essentially be like a smell, I would say. That's like Weird. the closest thing you yeah. can kind of equate it yeah. to. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they know that there's a threat and they just move. Um, so in fish, these are more kind of large scale things. You're not you're not getting like intricate conversation yeah. from fish to fish, but they can communicate big changes really quickly and react. It's it's mm. pretty amazing. So if there was a, a species of man that evolved to live in the water, how they could evolve to use some of these Means of communication, vibrations, clicking. So basically, Aquaman smells, and that's how he controls the fish. <laughs> he farts, and they all follow his lead. Yeah, he, he emits some kind of <laughs> emanation from and his say, body. It says, "Follow me, follow me." Can you well, imagine? Well, well, I mean, it's, it's interesting in the uh, in the comics when they show him with his little, or, or in the uh, Super Friends cartoon when he puts his fingers by his head and he has those uh, like rings coming out of his forehead that show that he's communicating with sea life. Yeah, it's actually pretty close to what the whales do right oh kind of an interesting little yeah maybe he's got melon in his melon yeah <laughs> but again he would look he'd have a much fatter head <laughs> well speaking of fat let's talk about the uh the the next uh power which is like surviving at depth this is really what's going to form what he would actually look like because you know, it's. I feel like the deep sea is like outer space. Like it's undiscovered. You can't get there. Of course, there's lots of pressure. It's dark. It's cold as shit. But, but <laughs> it's cold as shit. There's. It's thriving with fucking creatures that just evolved to thrive that, in that this. Boggle people's minds. Yeah, it's nuts. How do these creatures survive at this depth, Adam? So yeah, there's. In my mind, there's three main issues, right? Light. I think it's wizards. Of course, of course <laughs> it's wizards. It's always wizards in DC. Atlantean wizards always. Wizards um, created fish. <laughs> uh, but yeah, light light is an interesting factor because light only penetrates down to like a thousand feet max, and that's the that's at the utter, uppermost limit. Sorry, a thousand meters, but the uh, but two hundred meters is where photosynthesis stops. Um, so that's only sorry three point three times. So it's like six hundred and sixty. Or 690 feet. Yeah, give it to us in American numbers. Yeah, sorry, I don't. I don't. I, I, I work like the rest of the world does in metric. Oh, fuck your metric bullshit. Come to Son of a bitch. But say, say like 700 feet, which is not that deep. You yeah. run. You run out of pretty much visible light. Okay. Um, so below that point, fish and things like that don't actually have much in the way of eyes or anything like that because they don't need them, right? Like right. Marine mammals that deep dive do still have eyes because they come to the surface. Obviously, um, mm -hmm. but when you and you look at deep sea fish, they they're blind. And when you look at Greenland sharks, which are some of the most fascinating sharks out there, they're they're Ooh. completely blind. They just Whoa. they live they live at depth in the ocean, and they have advanced electrosensory organisms or organs on their snout. Wow! Because they actually can. Oh, these suckers look weird. <laughs> look these guys. I, 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 I pulled one of those out of the ocean in Pangerton. On a, what you caught yeah, one? Yeah, we were fishing for uh, for Greenland halibut, and we pulled up a Greenland shark, and then it was already dead, so I had to kill it, and we dissected it. Um, How big was it? 
Those things are huge. It was like 11 feet long. Holy wow. shit. Oh, oh wow. shit. These things are giant. Uh, they're, they're like the fifth or sixth biggest shark in the ocean. They're, they're big. Um, but they, they attack humans? But they live at, they live at such depth. Look the depth that they, uh, they, they don't not, fuck with humans. Dangerous. They're not dangerous, but they follow, they follow the, the, the pods of belugas and things like that. So when the Inuit are hunting them, Greenland sharks will sometimes come right into the beach and try and steal the whales and stuff like that from the Holy Inuit. Holy shit. Like they'll beach called. themselves? Uh, they'll come right up to the sand and then they'll work their way back <laughs> That's out. That's terrifying. Uh, but, it's, but it's crazy because they're normally so deep in the ocean. And then these things yeah. surface and they look like sea monsters. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> really uh, do. Um, so there's lots of old school Inuit like legends about them because they were these monsters uh. that surfaced from the deep while they were towing seals back in, in kayaks and things. Like it's uh, um, Anyway, point is. It, Fuck. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Uh, Greenland sharks are, are, I could talk about them for hours. But the uh, point is, when you get to a certain depth, either you lose your sight or you have to come back to the surface all the time. Yeah. So the Atlanteans, again, they're obviously not blind. But they get around that in the comics by saying that they're an advanced society. So they have these cities that have lights that create, you know, luminescence for them to, to use their eyes. And they have there's fish like that that create luminescence in the deep. So I can I can buy that. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the anglerfish and yeah. things like that. Yeah. It, again, it's it's based on the technology. I, I, it, so it's one of those ways around it, like like the wizards kind of thing, you know. More wizards, <laughs> and then finally, let's just talk about uh, the Michael Phelps issue of all this. Uh, man, that man's built like a fucking dolphin. Uh, what is propelling Aquaman through the water when he's super swimming? A lot like in the last when you were on last, we talked about Superman. It's a similar thing. Like, how the fuck is this happening? How could this happen? What is propelling Aquaman? Yeah, look at our structure. Like, it doesn't take a lot to realize that we are literally the worst form to try and yeah, flail around no in the ocean feet. right yeah. like um we also don't have any anything to stabilize us so the reason fish have fins isn't just for you know prettiness they they use them to stabilize themselves while they're swimming and whatnot so in the movies it looks more or less like they just kind of fly like they yeah. they put their arms behind them they might kick off or whatever and then they just go i don't know how that could possibly work the my in terms of the DC comics, I guess my theory would be that they'll they'll use like the hydrokinesis kind of at angle okay. to work Move that in the water so around that he, him, so that he's he's thinking about the water moving around him and can just kind of displace pushing it him, yeah, and pushing him forward. Mm. That makes the most sense to me. But when you're looking at the the animal kingdom, there's only a few examples of things that just kind of fly through the water, and the main one to me is the squid. Mm, yummy calamari. Uh, uh, squid are delicious, but they were mm-hmm. also before vertebrates evolved. They were some of the most evolved hunters in the ocean. They have some of the their eyes actually better than ours wow. in a lot of ways, and they're really efficient hunters. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they have jet propulsion. Well, so that delicious meaty part on the top of a squid, the pointy part, that becomes the rings. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's called it's called the mantle. <laughs> okay, and so as they're as they're swimming along, they compress that into like a little mushroom shape, and they suck water into it. And then they expand it again, and they shoot water out of this little funnel, and it, it, it just shoots them through the water. It's it's amazing. Look at if you look up videos of squid, I'm sure they dude squid are the weirdest fucking thing. Because I'm like, what is the front of this? Where's the end of this? I can't tell which way it's going. <laughs> Maybe he shoots water out of his ass, Aquaman. Yeah, That's... there we go. <laughs> he takes like a big gulp of water and just fucking farts himself. So the only the only <laughs> hypo- a huge jet. The yep. only hypothesis I have. On that way is that yes, he must take water in through his mouth constantly and just shoot it out of his ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise, the only other thing I could see would be he'd have big like flaps of skin that would make like a opening on his arms or back. So when he was swimming, those could fill with water. 
Oh. And then they would seal off like in, in a push. rhythmic kind of fashion and push yeah. it at the back so he could move. But obviously, look awkward. But obviously that wouldn't work very well on land and Aquaman doesn't have big flappy skin pieces hanging off of him everywhere. So Only when he's in bed with his wife. Yes. <laughs> Only when he's getting down with Mira. Are they still looking for like that? Isn't there like a giant squid out there? It's like a white whale for people to try to oh, find no, a they, giant they've, squid. They've, we there, know, there are giant squids. We know yeah. there are giant squids. They, they exist off the coast of the Atlantic. They're, How big are we talking? You can Google it right now. There's a there's one that's like I think 15 feet long. Like Jesus it's a, Christ, that's like frightening. With, with the tentacles and stuff, it's yeah. it's it's huge. <laughs> um, the the giant deep sea squid they think actually fight sperm whales. Yeah. Holy shit! Because sperm whales dive down to like three thousand, four thousand, five thousand feet um, into the Mariana Trench and stuff like that. Like they're down there uh, where these squid live, and there's these wounds on the side of sperm whales that are these uh, they look like giant kind of like boreholes. Whoa! And they think it's the squid grabbing onto the side and then jamming his beak into the side of the whale. Holy God! It's a itself. fucking kaiju battle underwater. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. Giant they, squid have been known about for a while. They've known about them, but they, again, they've recently found like examples that are just massive. It's it's. Yeah. And what, really what doesn't all that blubber slow down these fucking animals? These large animals. Well, that's actually yeah. It, it's interesting. They actually speeds them up because it gives them buoyancy. Oh. Um, huh. It's right. fat floats. Oh, that's a and, good point. And also, as they start moving forwards, fat compresses really well, right? Um, yeah. So they become more hydrodynamic. And they, so they already look like a torpedo, a whale, or a, or a dolphin, or what have you. And as they're moving forwards, the blubber will compress a little bit. And again, it creates a more of a torpedo-like effect for them. So they, they actually, the blubber actually helps them swim faster. Shit. Uh, and fat and, and fat weighs a lot less than than muscle or anything else does. Yeah, you ever take a fatty shit? It like floats on the top. <laughs> of the Look, I don't know about blubber compressing because I got these pair of jeans that are very hard to fucking get on. Sometime it doesn't seem to compress very well for me, and I'm clearly not more hydrodynamic. You need to get in the water, dude. Maybe <laughs> I'm wasting myself on land, and should start training. Um, all right, so all this. Well, the, here's the here's the money shot right here, Adam. If an Aquaman was to exist. If there was a creature that evolved to live under underwater and breathe underwater and come out, w- w- describe him to us. What would he really <laughs> look like? So the best estimation I could come up with in my head of the marine mammal Aquaman was okay. the, stay, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man oh, from no. Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, that's what he would look like. Because he'd be a big, chubby, blubbery beast with a blowhole in the back of his neck and yeah that would that would be pretty so much he'd have it. the blowhole to breathe he'd have the fatty forehead to would communicate uh, if he was if he was swimming at super speed then yeah again you can't once you get up to a certain velocity if you're if you're just flat like us you'd start spinning right like you wouldn't mm-hmm. there'd be no control but if <laughs> i don't picture this aquaman that i'm thinking of swimming very quickly yeah. <laughs> he's just more just just surviving he's, he rides a giant seahorse <laughs> yeah exactly it's more of a, a big fat fuck riding a seahorse more of a leisure cruiser really i guess <laughs> um, interesting the uh but the fish based kind of version would be exactly like the trench and that's actually yeah I, from the new 52 well, you have examples of this like abe sapien or the guy from uh you know lady whatever that the new movie Oh yeah, uh, Shape of Water. That fish. Shape guy. of Water. I always forget the fucking title <laughs> of that movie. Uh, you know the Merman movie. 
You know, the creature of the Black Lagoon. Adam, like have all you these seen things. Shape of Water? No, I have, I have not. I have not. Oh, no. I'm wondering. <laughs> but basically, if you see yeah. Hellboy, you've seen like kind of like what the the creature is. It's like a. I've seen a picture of Abe, the creature. Yeah, yeah. He's... You take Abe Sapien and you mix the merman in there, and then boom, you're. you're I'd be there. interested to see how uh, Guillermo del Toro's science holds up in the Shape of Water <laughs> after Adam watches. With his ah, scientific eye. That'd be fun, actually. Right? We're like, uh, that would never work. But, so, this this creature that Guillermo's designed in The Shape of Water seems to be a little more realistic of what a thing would look like. If it's it, like a handsome version of the trench. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, not yeah. as scary as the trench creatures, which describe the trench. Like, what would this guy look like? The trench, they clearly used uh, an anglerfish okay. uh, as the model. Like, right, the, big, right. the, big, the big long teeth. The big pointy teeth, right? Yes. And the, the kind of hollowed out eyes because uh, they, they again they, they, when they're in water they wouldn't be able to to see much very well right so they'd have yeah. either big eyes or or just black big kind of holes other than that they just look like a like a fish essentially they have they have fins on their arms and fins on their back i believe as well well they're humanoid creatures with arms and legs and like web feet and long pointy webbed hands exactly so again it seems to me that they they did put a little thought into those guys in terms of and they're like brains are exposed under a clear casing i forget why i think that's like that's how they communicate maybe telepathically one of the things that i really like is how i mean from justice league or or the snyderverse or whatever um that they related the elanians to gods or or godlike people oh, like right. that they were descended from some kind of divinity where like the rules of humanity don't apply right you know where like they could just do it because they fucking want to do it yeah, because they're because they're because they're divine, or di- or related from design. Kind of like or, the, or, the Amazons and uh, yeah, the, the the other groups. Yeah, so they they being pervious to the 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 depths yeah. and the crushing. So yeah, if that's pressure. the case, then they're just super super enhanced gods who could just fucking exist down there because they're gods. Yeah, which makes it better than having a fucking wizard. Well, that's, yes, that, that's, that's actually the thing that really kind of flabbergasted me. Actually, I I expected there to be more mention of Sidon. Neptune, things like yeah, that, right, in, the, right. in the in the DC history, but there's yeah. not a lot of that. It's more like, yeah, there was this wizard, maybe he was Poseidon, but whatever. <laughs> and then he created this, and then sunk this. You know, it was uh, they didn't lean very heavily on the the uh, the Greek the mythology. They, of it they all. didn't want to mess with Wonder Woman at all. They wanted it to be its own thing. Yeah, I guess. They, they, they didn't want to relate. Think that's yeah. probably a really good point too. Yeah. Dude, that's that's fascinating, and I, and I love kind of getting to like what this guy would actually look like. Before we finish, we we have to quickly touch on uh, the Submariner, Namor, another character, Golden Age from Marvel. Their version of Atla- Atlantis who came first, right? He came. first. I believe Namor did. Ah, who did come first? Nam- Namor's first. Aquaman's second. Everybody knows that. Come on, Imran. Even I know that. Uh, do you? What year? Oh, Namor's Namor, first. Namor, 1939, uh, you, you son you, of a you bitch. You look it up, you bastard. So, yeah, Namor predates Aquaman Aquaman, 1941, you dick. <laughs> uh, Adam, what are some differences between the Namor and the Aquaman? Yeah, we mentioned a little, couple of these earlier, um, but it's 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 amazingly similar how they kind of built it, but um, the Atlanteans in Marvel, again, have gills. They've, they've said okay, it specifically. Okay, so that's how they breathe, yes. Uh, right on their, their collarbones, and that's it feeds their lungs, pump the water in, blah, 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 blah. Very straightforward. Essentially the same origin. Again, there, his father was a sea captain, and his mother was an Atlantean princess. Oh, shit. DC totally ripped this off. <laughs> <laughs> in... Marvel though the Atlanteans moved into an already sunken city. Okay. Um, rather than sink with it, with the city, huh? To get away from uh, humans or civilization. 
Yeah, it's something along those lines. I'm yeah. not sure exactly. And then Namor again. Namor is a bit of an offshoot, so he's a mutant and he has the ankle wings and the. He is an X Man, isn't he? <laughs> Technically, he is part mutant. Yeah, he's part mutant, but just him, not the other Atlanteans in the, no. in, the in Marvel Universe. There, I think who is Namorita has the wings as well, right? His cousin or what have you, but uh, there's only a couple of them that have the, the mutation that allows them to fly. And Namor's like but, the original fucking mutant. But other, other than the, the flying, yeah. that's- I always hated that, by the way. What, that he was mutant? <laughs> that he had stupid wings on his ankles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's and like it, the Greek god Hermes thing. What, I don't know why they yeah. do that. Yeah. But yeah, very similar. Again, they have to contact water within a certain period of time. You know, they're, they're both kind of displaced kings of Atlantis different ideas of how to how to move forward and things like that than the other people in Atlantis did, had. Like, the parallels are just ridiculous. They made Namor a bit more of a dickhead than Aquaman. That's why I more. love... So, yeah, I love... <laughs> Namor's got way more character and just, like, he's just a fight. And then when he and T'Challa fight, fight, fight and him and Reed Richards and the smart people, it's it's great. He's such an obnoxious dick. It, it was him. a really weird, like... Uh, choice to make because you're sitting there and you're reading and you're like oh there's two identical characters which one do i get behind and i'm like well namor's got these stupid wings on his ankles but and he looks like spock yeah (laughs) he totally and he's running around in his undies and then you got like the the blonde hair kendall and i just hate blonde characters in general i always gravitate to the darker haired or possibly ethnic person uh so you know like uh so I went for Namor, and in, in the end, and 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 it doesn't. Ha- it helps that he's a dick. All right, look, well, I think yeah. uh, Mar. One more quick thing: Namor is the dick, whereas Aquaman, up until recently, relatively recently, was kind of that goody two shoes kind of character. Yeah, yeah. So they, everyone kind of liked Namor, and then even DC was like, "Well, now Namor's cooler. Dirt. Let's make Aquaman like a little they dirtier, co- and so a little they more copied gruff." Him again, yes. Yeah. yeah, but like Aquaman's a joke. Like no one fucks with Namor right, and Marvel. Right, no. They're right. like fucking scared of him. Yes, yes. They're like if fucking Namor shows up. No one's cracking any kind of jokes no, about him not. talking to fish. Yeah. They're gonna fucking get like a a winged ankle in their face. <laughs> he, took, <laughs> he tore somebody's head off their shoulders in a comic. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and now we got like, Momoa as dirtbag Aquaman. Well, then and he's kind of fun. Richards kind of like wants his dick all the time. That's also. Also like, a good point too. Yeah, yeah. He's, like like, he's, Aquaman, he's always rolling up on her. That's for yeah. Sure. yeah. Like if Aquaman had winged ankles, he would just get butt fucked everywhere. He would just, <laughs> oh, he would just destroy. They would just destroy him. Yeah. He would humiliate him. So I mean, like, he's got enough problems as it is being the butt of everyone's jokes. All right, look, let's do this real quick. I'm gonna go around. Anthony, Namor versus Aquaman. Who wins? Oh shit! I mean, in water or on land? I'm mm, fuck. I'm gonna say the battle. Honestly, wasn't prepared for this because I thought this was the Aquaman show. <laughs> I know, but I, d- doing I just want to know a quick thought. Who wins? Yes, I think Namor is more ruthless, so I'd go Namor. All right, uh, Rug Boy, Namor versus Aquaman. Who wins? I gotta go with Namor. Adam Morris, you gotta go with Namor. He's the uh, he's the he's the killer of the bunch. I yeah. also agree. He's so ruthless and fights dirty. It's not even a joke. Like, like no, he fi- he'll fight like- dirty. He doesn't give a fuck. People just always make fun of Aquaman. Yo, Namor He's a lot was, of everyone's Namor joke. was blowing up planets and the Avengers occurs. He's like, you guys can't press this button. Look out. Watch me do this, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, just boom. I think because he has those ankle wings, he's a little insecure. So he's got to be more of he's a dick. He's got to be more of a, yeah, a fucking <laughs> badass. It's hilarious. Just, just a random little point here. But back in 2007, there was a miniseries called Avengers Invaders. I don't know if any of you guys read this. Oh, no. 
No, I did not. Really, it was like a throwback story in the middle of out of, out of nowhere, kind of. It was uh, the original Invaders team, wasn't it? So Cap, the original yeah. Human Torch, Namor, right. oh, and yeah, Namor. Yeah, 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 We've yeah, seen yeah. that. Yeah, uh, and that's a great little throwback, and you get to see again, like a little bit of what these characters were like back in the day. Yeah, um, all golden age characters. Was he but, an yeah. asshole back then? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> but, <laughs> he's always been an asshole. But but the main thing that he is that you know he's willing to fight for humanity because there's a greater evil out there, right? So yeah. He's it's, not fighting for humanity. He's fighting for well. He's fighting to protect Atlantis from right. the greater evil. Right. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, my other again, Aquaman. Aquaman, it, the New Fifty Two arcs, the trench, the throne of Atlantis. So Those good, pretty good, it's very good. Very Jeff good John's stuff. Aquaman. And again, is very they, good. they did a pretty good job of making him more of a badass. But he doesn't come anywhere close to the Namor level of. So what badass. do you think we're gonna get in the movie? Like, what do you think? Like, how do you think he's? I mean, we've seen him in Justice League, uh, and. Uh, we don't really know what this movie's going to add to the mythos. Yeah, what are they going to take? Are they going to take anything from the Jeff Johns 52? Are they going a whole different way? We'll let, we'll let our guest answer that. Yeah. I got opinions on this, but we'll let our guest go. I, I really hope they take some cues from the New 52 stuff and, again, treat it like he, in the Justice League, that small piece that we saw in Atlantis, he clearly knew where he was going. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like He's a known entity there. Yeah. So I do think they're going to go with the New 52 arc where he was given the throne and then kind of backed off of it because he didn't feel like he was part of that world. Just like Thor doesn't want to take the throne. Um, and so Orm takes over. I think it's going to be a combination of Trench, Throne of Atlantis kind of sandwiched together. So but we got And Black Manta's in there. I hope the Trench is in there. Anthony, what do you want to see them do for this movie? Well, I, I mean, they, sh they should definitely take all the inspiration from New 52 yeah. with the Trench and Black Manta. I, I just honestly, I, I hate to be that guy, but I'm going to. <laughs> Move this movie's not gonna be good. No, no. Oh snap! Jason oh, Momoa is not good. He's not a good actor. He's a charisma vacuum a bit. Eh? He's a charisma like, vacuum. Uh... Have you ever looked at Jason Momoa on screen and be like, I am gravitated to see that guy do things? Since Cal, Cal Drogo, where he barely spoke. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what Cal it Drogo. They gave him a foreign, a made-up language, and it worked. Yeah, exactly. Where yeah. he just could glare. I mean, he I, has that show Frontier on Netflix. I don't know. It's got another season. I don't know if it's any good. Like, that, that's a good point. He's a charisma vacuum. He's <laughs> literally he's, opposite of The Rock. Jesus. Oh, my God. That's not good. I, that, I, yeah, that's it. But, but the thing is, I, I'm torn with it because I like Momoa. Like, when you see him talk, he seems like such a good dude. You know what I mean? And, he's, yeah. and, he, and he, he looks the role. I get the idea that, like, yeah, you want to make him more badass. But Like, should he just play it he as himself? He just seems like a bad guy. That's why. He's got, yeah. like, a, a, yeah. he... he uh, the hero in, the, in this guy. He... Yeah, he has to like uh, clean himself up a bit or whatever, and then uh, try and present himself to be like a leading dude instead of more of an. He comes off more as a villain dude. That's where I do. Kind of, that's why again, I kind of feel like they're gonna chop his hair off. And maybe it won't be dyed blonde or anything, but he'll have like the blonde the fucking streaks cut. in it or whatever, yeah. and then he'll have like a the the kind of more typical Aquaman armor at the end. And yeah, interesting. He becomes the clean cut. Aquaman at the end. They can't. They can't keep him as the stupid fucking surfer that they did in Justice League. <laughs> it, 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 it works in small doses. Like there's only so often that you can go, my man. Oh yeah. Like how? That's not gonna go far, dude. You need words. <laughs> dialogue. Yeah, it's like he was doing his best Randy Macho Man Savage. I feel like he should just play it as himself. That may be the best way to do it because he is I, such I a charisma. They should kid. just have a different actor or that. But I think it's a little. <laughs> yeah, well. For that. It's, we're already too late in the game. For yeah, that. We're, we're locked into this for a bit now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're going to see this end, obviously. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be an interesting year for DC because they got nothing. All you know, Their chatter is going to die down until December. We're going to get a lot of Marvel characters before then. 
And I'm just, I, I want to know how they're going to talk underwater. I want to see these effects underwater. And I want to see a trailer. We have not had a trailer. And James Wan actually tweeted about why there's no trailer. Here's what he said, right from director James Wan. Hey, friends, I usually do my best to avoid internet noises, especially fabricated distractions. But as a teaser trailer going out this weekend was never in the books, despite what some claim, it's not because of anyone or any nefarious reason holding it back. It's me. I am simply not ready yet to share. The movie is so filled to the gills with VFX and the process is as slow and laborious as a sea slug. Yes, even shots for the trailers take forever to do and I refuse to put out anything that might be construed as subpar. I know it seems like nothing much is brewing above the surface, but I can assure you we are working nonstop under the waves. P.S. I plan to use oceanic puns references every chance I get. <laughs> so I actually love this. I love that he wasn't forced to put some shit out. I love that there's no Aquaman trailer without Aquaman, like the Venom trailer, and that when it's ready in his mind, he's going to get it out. I can't wait to see this trailer, but I don't know when we're going to see it. So I also think it's really smart to not put something out that's going to be shit, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> especially that, I think with that the, would be very smart, especially the track record they have with the Justice League being the last movie that people saw. Uh, you need some time. I think it's very smart. Well, you also need to just get over Avengers hype. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you just need That's to be really that wave out and <laughs> try to find a spot to release that when no one's talking. Exactly. About I Avengers. think you wait like a month or two after the Avengers, and then think about okay, where can we put this fucking trailer? Uh, even though the money has made five billion dollars uh, already, so so who? What the money is? The, the money is made <laughs> five billion dollars. What money, the hell are you I don't talking know. about? I, I I don't know. <laughs> that, reverse it. Hey, I got some feedback to close up the show because I'm talking gibberish. So that means uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, from listener Seth Morgan, uh, I posted our three year uh, birthday cake on our Facebook group, which is a fun cake with our heads on it. And a three candle. And he's like, Jock and Nerd Nation is growing. I'm happy to be a part of this. And I mean that with all sincerity, guys. I love that we're all invited to contribute to the show and get the word out. It's a grassroots movement, and I'm proud to be part of this. And I know you all deeply appreciate your audience. It shows every day. Hey, it's not like anybody that wants to could ever get their name mentioned on a Joe Rogan or a Mark Marin podcast. No other podcast hosts are going to take show ideas from John Q. Public and actually incorporate them into making the show better. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. But you do that. <laughs> I think what you want more than anything is to give us not only a great podcast to enjoy, but to build the show into an immersive and inclusive experience. I mean, you know how great that is, how unique I feel I'm part of this in a small way, and it's why I'm doing my part. I believe in this. It didn't grow out of the ground. You built it. You invested in it, and now you guys are starting to see some growth. Good for you. Again, happy third year anniversary, and thanks for all you do. Imran, Anthony, and Ruggs. Talking nerd. Wow. I just got to say, Seth, gets <laughs> he gets it. That is a person who gets what we're trying to do. Uh, I love those comments. Thank you so much, Seth. It means a lot. It keeps us going. Anthony, are you all teary-eyed over there? Did that mean anything to you? Did it touch you? What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, the next comment we have is from David Zika. And so he just commented today, and Adam, I'm glad you're here. Well, I'm going to get your quick answer on his science uh, comic book question. David Zika writes, mm -hmm. I was thinking the other day, what happens to Wolverine if he doesn't eat or drink? I understand he heals rapidly and has unbreakable bones. If you cut chunks of flesh off repeatedly... 
What does he heal with? I.e., aren't nutrients used up? What if you insert catheters into his veins and just let his blood drain? Will he turn into a metal skeleton and skin? Eventually, he would dehydrate, right? He has to have calories, nutrients to heal, doesn't he? Question mark? Yeah, yeah, I saw this on the group earlier. That's actually a really good point. <laughs> right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, eventually he would run out of material, right? Like, that's the thing. Water, main thing, obviously. You need to have water just for your, your body to, to move. Um, but, I mean, if we ignore the fact that maybe Wolverine can survive without water because his organs, whatever. <laughs> eventually, without input from nutrients, and if your body was using... You know, if you're healing from various wounds all the time, yeah, it's eating away at the protein, eating away at your the stores of everything. And eventually it starts eating away at your nervous system and whatever it can to strip off fats and fatty acids and, and protein and, uh, you know, amino acids and whatever it can use. So he'd have to constantly be eating. Yeah, he should be eating. We should be seeing him eat all the time. Absolutely. And those, and those scenes in the comics where he's like vaporized to a metal skeleton and then right? his nerves then grow re- back. Yes, it regenerates. So, I mean, the only explanation I've ever thought of that, and I, I sadly I have thought of this before. What? Who, is, has, is, is who that, hasn't been thinking about this? Is that perhaps because his skeleton's in contact with like the earth? You know, he is, there's like maybe eating, maybe a cell or two that's left on his skeleton. that can like use the carbon and the nitrogen and whatnot in the, in the soil to kind of rebuild them or something. But like, but you know, that's, that's supposing a lot of different things into Wolverine. Like again, it's, it's varied from him being like stabbed and taking two days to heal. Yeah. And the, or right, like, or or, 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 or him literally being vaporized by nitro in civil war and then rebuilding himself in five minutes. Yeah. Well, in the, in uh, the Wolverine, didn't he, he took that nuclear blast and got burnt and then just regenerated in front of, uh, the Japanese dude. I kind of love that scene, but yeah, it's great. uh, That's a great scene. Yeah. But he, but, uh, but Zika's right. If, if they were to drain his blood, for example, like you're, you can create blood from your bone marrow. That's where your red blood cells come from. They're stored in your spleen, but like, Eventually, you run out of material. You know what I mean? Like, you can only rebuild oh, so, so much. Oh, so Morbius could take down Wolverine if he wanted to. <laughs> there you go. If science was a factor, yes. <laughs> if science was but a if real you're reading thing. reading a comic book. <laughs> a vampire could uh, just uh, drain Wolverine and he's done. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm glad Zika. None of this stuff makes sense no, in real life. I hope Zika appreciates uh, your thoughts on that. Adam, uh, we appreciate you showing up and and uh, breaking down the Aquaman. Yeah, science. this has been the second smartest show we've ever had. Absolutely, the first being the other show you were yeah, on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, my brain is on fire right now. I, I hope it wasn't too much nonsense, boys. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It hurts feel- my brain to think this much. <laughs> it's good you actually forced our brain cells to grow and engage with parts of our brain that we haven't used in a long time. I tried thinking and I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Uh, (laughs) But dude, I uh, look, thank you for coming on. Thank you for, you're such a fucking smart dude. You listen to this horse shit. I can't. (laughs) You're such a fucking smart dude. Why the hell do you listen to us? Exactly. This is what I ask myself all the time. Let me tell you this again. The the reason that I listen to you guys is because it's like listening to myself argue with myself. Cause like when I I was younger, I was a very jockey kid. I had, I played tons of sports. I I did love comics and everything else, but As I as I get older, I move away from that a bit. So it's like arguing with myself, like maybe ten, twelve years down the road. Oh my god! Like Anthony is past you, and I am future you. 
It's a bit scary. It's a bit scary. That's that's what attracted me to the show off the hop, man. And I, wow, that's I, and a very and interesting analogy. And, and I've loved it ever since. It's uh, <laughs> you know, you guys are you guys are funny. The, the idea that you present different perspectives is is what makes it interesting, right? Right on. Thank you so much. You got anything to plug? Thanks for, the for listener? your perspective. Yeah, today. thanks for your perspective and all yeah. this research you did. Phenomenal. And I'm going to promote the shit out of the show when Aquaman comes out. I can. It's a great evergreen show that we can pull up over and over <laughs> As again. Imran, Imran's philosophy of things is: don't listen to this now. Yeah. Listen to it later. Yeah, don't worry. You can skip it <laughs> don't now. Don't buy this now. Buy it later. Buy it when there's yeah. a sale. Wow, I'm really bad at selling. That's this. why we're rich and famous. Yep. This is why the show. Look, motherfuckers, I do all the work. I could use a little bit of help with the marketing and the sales. Um, I'm helping you. I'm telling you about what to do. That's a good point. It's late. It's too late, though. I've already. It's already gone out. Um, thank you. So, Adam, is there anything you want to promote, plug? You want the listener to do anything? Uh, give you the uh, yours. Feel, feel free to follow me at, at Adam D. Morris on Twitter. Right on. Um, I tweet about science, comics. That's pretty much it. Yeah, other than that, I don't have any blogs or anything like that, but I I just I joined the Jock and Nerd Facebook group and yeah, you can, you can and have a good time. Yeah, you can. Hey, look, and listener, if you got a comic book science question, you can hit him up in the Facebook group and uh, he will do his best. You're always good like that. Uh, Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me online at Really Rugboy on Twitter. All these links, Adam's so Twitter. Come find me. Come find him. Uh, follow him. Put your hand in his slack hole. All these links will be <laughs> in our show notes at jockandnerd.com slash 215, where you will also find a link to our merchandise shop where you can get t-shirts and pillows and stickers. jockandnerd.com slash shop. Don't buy it now, listener. There will be a sale. Shit, I'm doing it again. God oh, damn it. shit. No, buy it now and then buy, buy it. Buy it whenever you want to buy it. That's why the internet is great. And uh, finally, tell a friend. If you know a science geek who's also a comic book geek, share the show with them. They will appreciate it and you will get bonus brownie points in their eyes. I guarantee. Uh, Adam, thanks again. Thank you, listener, for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll hear you next time. Wizards, motherfucker! Always wizards. <laughs> I'm going to invent a superhero. It's because of wizards. You know, Merlin probably should have been involved in this. That's a big fuck up right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Me, me too. Got your hand off my penis! Everyone can have entire conversations without you guys even being there, eh? Oh, it's yeah. great. <laughs> That's what I do on my days off. I have no friends. Well, yeah, well, he just plays sound clips over and over. I just and go, talks to them. bro. Do you even podcast? <laughs> go stroke a barbell. Oh shit! <laughs> Wowie zowie! Ah uh, yes, I see that you know your judo well.